So before we start today's episode, we have to do a few rest in pieces, if you will. So yeah, rest right. in peace to Chris Cornell, man, lead singer of yeah, Order Slave. Yeah, that's a big one. Song Garden. Yeah, he did a shit. He did the theme song for um, James Bond, Rukus in Royale, I think. Yes, yes, yes. I believe he he, he did yeah. the, um, the the music for that that actual score. The theme song, yeah. Yeah. yeah, great, great score. Which though. was one probably of my, one which one was probably one of my favorite James Bond movies. Yes, yes, yes. Same, same here too. Yeah. Um. Also, Samuel Abraham, aka Brigo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Really big loss to um Gadi News. Yeah. Music. Um. I, 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 you know what I mean. He just contributed so much in terms of um of, of Calypso yeah. and soca music. So I just kind of yeah. open as a trini um that he does get a, a you know, just just a nice send off now basically. You know, whether it's a concert yeah. or whatever. Just really hoping for that. And most importantly, before I forget, Extra Torrent, boy. That go to sites oh, yeah. for, <laughs> I saw that. you know, all my movies and my TV shows and my games and music and stuff. You know, it, okay, it, it, it I, departed this earth. <laughs> I, um, I haven't. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll admit, I'll admit I haven't used Extra Torrent in ages. Oh, really? Because, you know, you move okay. on to better sites. Yeah, yeah, in a long gone time. time. I, <laughs> I was actually quite shocked. But I, I, you know, it was one of those stables. No, it's, it was kind of like mega, mega torrent in the days. Yes. yes. Sorry, not mega torrent. Uh, um, mega upload. Mega upload. Yeah. Mega upload in the days where you never really used it, but you know, it was never going away, kind of thing. Um, yeah, and then one day when you <laughs> least expect it, boom, it just goes. Yeah, it goes. Yeah. No, but in case, in the case of um, extra torrent, I knew it was always reliable. As in, well, if this site do have this thing that I want. Then it should have it. It's but you used to get shit so late now on average. No, that's the problem. True, but but they had a nice interface though. So like I would know when latest movies come out, latest TV show right. episodes come out. I would know that. But with with stuff like um, Pirate Bay, you know, uh, I don't know. Like, no, like, yeah, like, like okay, you see so the latest stuff, me, but it's just not like visually. No, it's just not that appealing to me anymore. I know no, I right. No, no choice. Now I have it, to okay, use so. it. You know what I mean? Because here's the thing. So for me with piracy, piracy is something that I only get if I really can't get the thing, you know. But in today's world with me, it's like well, I can get most things, right? Yes. So you know, right. But with with with, with mega upload and and uh, extra torrent, what was cool about it that well, especially well in the case of extra torrent and mega, especially in mega upload, what you used to get was earlier versions of code or earlier versions of rollback programs that you could have tinker with right so it had that purpose because it had such a big robust community now um yeah. in that sense so anyway whatever. right uh yeah so, extra, so. <laughs> extra torrent go on um, yeah, yes right. the thing yeah because because recently it had a lot of shenanigans going on with net neutrality in the united states we're not sure what's going on with a lot of the piracy stuff like it's quite possible a lot of piracy stuff could shut down straight up like yeah, you will probably yeah, just yeah. most torrents will never work or at least um torrents for programs will never work like somebody real big tv sites could go somebody mm-hmm. real big um movie sites could go that kind of stuff now yeah, uh, or yeah. pirates so it'll just kind of go back underground not be anywhere near as popular as it used to be right um but yeah extra torrent was just a shock and it just disappeared off the top of the yeah. just out of the blue it wasn't like news or nothing like that it wasn't like an announcement just boom no done. you just go on the side do, 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 just what? click it on oh well we regret to what? inform that that we are no longer active yeah, That's most it. because most 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 um most of these guys will just give you a heads up. Say, look, right in in six months or however, yeah, um, or, or in a week. You know, so, um, look out for a new home, 
or something like that. Right. Yeah. Or some kind of head top. Whatever. Yeah. Right. No, I was saying, no, back when he was in, in college and he had no money, he was kind of broke and he had to pirate thing. Um, what he used to fight on, what he only cared about is if a TV show come, come out as soon as possible. Yeah. That's the only thing that, ca- that mattered in terms of time. Especially anime. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Of, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So that's the big thing. And so uh, Extra Torrent was a kind of slow sight in that sense. I, from, from what I understand, it was never particularly fast. I don't know if it got faster later on. Um, I, and then a lot of people, I, well, well, to me it did because I mean I haven't used it like when it came out years ago, but I was using it right. recently up until you know its its demise. <laughs> yeah. Right. But with all that being that said, though, um, you know, rest in peace to to all those three. Yeah. You've contributed so much to, you know, yeah. entertainment of the mind and the heart and the soul. Yeah. So they will be dearly, dearly missed. With that yeah. being said. Good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever this and this. This is Matthew Billy alongside my critic and partner in crime, Ricardo Medina. Hola, hola, hola. And this is another episode of Bears, Beats, and Billy. Ah, uh, yes. So <laughs> forgive our, our our intro. We just had to get that off our chest before we jump in, into today's episode, uh, which will yeah. be basically about, uh, well, finally, finally, sorry, we're going to be talking about season five of Samurai Jack. Yes. Which actually wrapped up its final episode, as in the season, so, series yeah. finale, um, last night at yeah. the time of this recording. And from yeah. there, we're gonna jump into the Alien franchise because, yes, folks, we actually have a new Alien movie, and once again, it is yeah. directed by Ridley Scott, the guy who directed the first one, one of the best started of all, the yeah. yeah, who started all. You know, one of the best in the entire franchise. So yes, he's back yeah. at the you know at the director's chair, and he's giving us Alien Covenant, but. You know, for us to really talk about that movie, we really have to go back in time and talk about this this weird evolution, boy. That that this franchise went. It was ah, just just a weird, crazy, offbeat kind of evolution, boy. Just really, 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 really unique. You know, for better fools, that's the best right. thing I could say. All right, right. So let's um jump in first of all to season five of Samurai Jack, which for many fans, myself included was like you know we we were just waiting for a new season because um anything is like i i i originally uh, promised myself that i would have re-watched all the the um the the preceding episodes but unfortunately right. i didn't get around to it but from what i remember that last episode for season four was it, i mean it was okay but it right. really wasn't that it didn't really end the series it just kind of stopped it right there it was like okay well this is the last one the end maybe we might get uh, a season 5 who knows and you know last year we got the announcement that yes we are getting a season 5 and it's going to be right. under the Adult Swim um, it's going to be 
Yeah. Well, yeah, it's going to be under um, Adult Swim, basically. So you're not going to get that TVY7 kind of content. It's going to be TV14. And in one particular episode, which you'll talk about TVPG, um, it's going to be a little bit more edgy, a little bit more violent, a little bit more mature, right. a little bit more intense. Actually, more intense, I should say. And once again, it is um, create well directed. Actually, all the episodes are directed by its creator, Jendi Tarkovsky. Yeah, um, guy who gave us such great um, animated series for Cartoon Network, like Dexter's yeah. Laboratory, one Dexter. of my all-time yeah. favorite um, cartoons Shows, ever. Yeah. And yeah. that fosters home for imaginary children, which honestly I never. Imaginary got... friend, yeah. Oh, imaginary friend. Sorry, sorry, my bad, my bad. Yeah. I take in Miss Peregrine for some reason. Yeah, no, uh, no, which no. was yeah, a yeah, show yeah, that I true. never got into. Like, I like the design of the characters. I always like that particular orange one, the one with the kind of the tall one with the the long uh, with 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 the, with the socks. One, yeah, yeah. yeah, raise up real high yeah, like yeah. playing basketball. That one, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but apart from that, I just never got on board with that. Yeah, um, then he was uh, well. He uh, he his in the movie for he, he get into um well what the Hotel Transylvania franchise. Yeah, which um, I, good. I've heard good things about it uh, from you actually, but uh, never got around to see them. It's okay. So I'll say it's not that brilliant or funny, but it does a lot of um it has a lot of interesting cultural subtext going on there, right? It mostly to do with like Jews in the United States. That's what I kind of got from a lot of that. Right. Um, I I kind of well from what I got from the trailers, I kind of like the modern twist that they took with its characters so how right. the mummy and the wolfman and dracula would right. react in modern times i thought that was really clever yeah. but like i said right. i never thing, got around to it really and another thing with him for me well uh there's a couple other shows that he was great with well i i again i'll praise the high heaven the star wars clone Wars series he did oh yes, he was yes, yes. how could i forget i will always love love, love 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 that, that love series. that series so well done yeah. um and then he had a, he had a short-lived show that actually was pretty well done and quite good um a show called Symbionic Titan. Um, really co- cool short-lived sci-fi series that he did on Cartoon Network. It, it, it only lasted a year. Okay, um, I've never heard of that, though, to be honest. That's, yeah, yeah, that's it, was, it wasn't half bad at all. It actually had a decent story and everything. Um, basically, it's about aliens who come to Earth and they basically like an alien civil war kind of thing. It's similar to that show, um, Roswell. And a similar right. premise kind of thing, where they run away from the planet and it's other whole thing. Okay, um, okay. But yeah, he, he, in my opinion, is a excellent, he has a good, good sense of visual like style and visual language exactly um, the only reason i never really um got into him especially with, with samurai jack and i'm gonna we'll talk about samurai jack and his whole run through um well you never really took him too seriously because of the production value of his stuff production value is always kind of low you know really like the blocky look of things yeah. um for the most part but if once you ignore that uh everything else is brilliant it's just, exactly exactly he, you know he, he he sacrificed something which to me is a good sacrifice which is making sure you have good storytelling just for the sake of um, just at the sake of you know the supposed high production value, which is something yeah. that is overly is massively overrated in today's world. Right, massively overrated. I mean, we have so many good things with high production values, and the core and themes are very empty, which we're going to talk about in a movie we saw recently. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Whatever. Um, but Point what is, I, what I, what um, I, okay, sorry, sorry. Anyway, continue, go ahead. But continue. No, you go ahead. Yeah. All right. Well, what I would say because I know a lot of people especially like non-Samurai Jack fans would look at the animation and instantly be turned up like, you know, this right. is so cheap and it's so poorly made, you know, right. compared to say like an anime series, you know. Um, right. But right. what I would argue is, is that because it's Cartoon Network, you have to, you know, the characters have to look a certain type of way. I would, you know, the simpler way to describe it is that the characters had to be easy to draw. It's like if you right. were into no, drawing, you could just easily sketch these characters and they have to look kind no. of appealing and also that they, they can't look how... 
you know, it can't look Japanese. It has to look American. So you want to make it well, look no, easy and fast to do. Thing. In the case, in the case of Jack, in the case of Jack, it actually served the story, and it served it. It, it actually would be it better off be looking like that because of how um, simple it is. And basically, we are going to invoke a word that most people consider very pretentious, but it is actually quite useful in this context. Minimalism. Ah, yes, um, yes, 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 yes. You know, Samurai Jack really, really did a good job with the minimalism thing. Now, for me, okay, so you, you want to do a run through the series quick uh, and then talk about the final season? Or, I just want to just talk about my relationship with the franchise and just how I got into it. And then we'll talk about the series Okay, well, as a whole. All right. Um, so, so if you, uh, unless you haven't seen any of the episodes um right. the 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 setup of the of the series is always established in its intro which i love and i yeah. can almost see by heart but i won't um you know yeah. but rest in peace to marco and his excellent voiceover yes. direction. and yeah. what i love yeah. is that it reminded me of one of my all-time favorite movies believe it or not Conan the barbarian i right. absolutely yeah. love this movie and marco did or miko or marco yeah did an excellent yeah, excellent excellent right. excellent uh voiceover na- um, narration to intro to start the film which I could also see yeah. by heart, but I won't. <laughs> but anyway, right. so it's set in um, in feudal Japan, and this evil spirit called Aku, this big gigantic black demon, basically yeah. come and you know lays waste to, to the land and whatnot. He spreads evil throughout the world, and um, Jack, a samurai, decides to go up against him. He has a magic sword. He's um, yeah. yeah, which he gets from his father, I believe. I believe that's how the story went. Yeah. And in during one duel between Aku and, um, and Jack, Aku creates his time portal and sends Jack into the future. And yeah. throughout the series leading up to the series finale here, we basically see Jack in different... Um, the future world. In, in, yeah. Yeah, in different worlds in the future. So he meets different characters, you know, um, from the weird to the unique to the strange, you know, just a whole wide variety of characters. And all through the while, he's helping them out, and he's learning um, learning a lot about himself, about you know being what it what it what it means to be a samurai and that kind of stuff. Right. Not just about you know fighting and techniques and whatnot, but also about you know um, calming that inner demon and being you know at peace with oneself and all that kind of good bushido stuff. Right. Uh, yeah. For me, um, the series is one of those series that came after the fact for me because it kind of came after my time. So, I didn't get into it until after. But oh, like okay. <laughs> dudes, <laughs> right. dudes who yeah, I, I was the dudes, opposite. I was the opposite. I was right, on, on but, board from day one. Right. Yeah. No, for me, but but people like around five or six years younger than me was really into it, and I was like, all right, I couldn't. And I'll, I'll admit, because of that, I was I had that initial bias of well, it looking too cheap and looking too simplistic, and I couldn't get into it. And then I decided to watch it after the fact. This was around when season three came out. Right. So I decided to recap because I remember Cartoon Network was running at the time yeah. marathons. This before the internet. Kind of non-linearly um, as well. So uh, right. I believe some episodes were, were screened at different times. Outside. It didn't, yeah, it didn't run in, in a normal. It didn't flow and, normal actually. And even though I didn't absolutely become addicted to the show, I thought the show was brilliant. Um, right. It has some really brilliant standout episodes and some true classics. Yes. Especially um, some of the big. Some of the action episodes, especially. One in particular, sorry to stop you there. One in particular, for me, that will always yeah. remain the best episode ever is um, where there was this specific well that was in this castle and there were right. these kind of Anubis-shaped kind of dog-like um, archers guarding right. that tower. 
So right. Jack had to learn how to dodge them, and he had basically had to blindfold himself, and it was right. snowy all over the place. So he had to learn how to hear their movements. Yep. That to me, best episode reason being right. is because of what they do in terms of um, not just well with lack of dialogue, and I I I, I would uh, basically it's all. Um, paying tribute to Sergio Leone, you know, yeah, legendary yeah. spaghetti western director, and you know his intros for films like um, Goodbye and the Ugly and Once Upon a Time in the West. You know, there was just these scenes that just ran for lo- you know long periods of time yeah. with no dialogue, and you know you, you saw that influence in um, in, in Samurai Jack. There are lots of right. moments where no dialogue, where you're just hearing sound and you're seeing visual. Yeah. I just love that. Yeah. The episode for me that stuck out, I remember. There's two, two in, well, there's three of them, but the two in particular that I really, really loved is the one with the assassins who was planning the entire episode to take down Jack. And it, it did this kind of, um, what is it called, boy? Um, gosh, in the cabin, uh, Tarantino movie, no? Hateful uh, Eight kind of scene. Yeah, yeah they do a kind of Hateful Eight something where they don't trust each other and they talk about oh, this yes, other person. Yes, yes. Right, and that you, you know, okay, okay, Yeah, right. the whole episode. And then the last minute of the episode is basically yeah, <laughs> I dare not spo- just beat if you haven't seen it I dare not spoil <laughs> what it is well, but it was just <laughs> fucking <laughs> awesome and yeah. it's so it's so well done and so brilliant um, yeah. the, um, the other uh, episode well sorry episode that I remember sorry to, um, to cut you there was the one with the, the Scotsman right yeah the yeah. first introduction of the Scotsman I loved the that yeah. no but the one the one that truly stuck out for me you know this was the absolute brilliant episode this is, this is the episode that really like got me into saying alright this show is really brilliant and really well done the one with the Shinobi holy shit that was amazing for me at the time um uh, remind me how that went again I, I... so that's the one where it had a Shinobi threatening the village and he had to take down the Shinobi and the Shinobi basically if, if direct sunlight not touching him um he's more or less invisible completely invisible and jack does this technique where if direct sunlight does touch him he becomes invisible i was right. like okay that okay, is, okay i remember that yes yes yes, yeah, yes 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 that didn't make no it didn't make any goddamn sense it's one of those rule of cool moments but <laughs> yes. the action sequence that 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 results from that is one of the best goddamn pieces of i don't know what to call it cinema television whatever it is but it was so brilliant and what happens that well the, the sun the sun was setting so Jack was running out of light now. Yeah. And running out of time to take down this this um this basically it was a machine ninja well infused by Haku's evil and Haku's evil or whatever it is. Right. And dude, that episode for me is probably a true classic. God damn that episode was amazing. Yeah. That shit was just on a next level for me. Like when I saw that I was like, alright, Tatagowski real no cinema and just know how to like just know visual language, yeah. shots, action, how yeah. to pace that shit, the tension, have it building. Yeah. Easily one of the best. I mean, yeah. the show, the show as a show was always a really cookie kind of sci-fi anyway. Um, it is, it is it, especially it did, with the weird characters and dialogue. Right, it, it had a bunch of great characters throughout the entire series of, of Jack Meaton. We got to see a lot of those come back in, in season, in, in, in season uh, five. five. Right? I, was, I was really yeah. glad of that, for one thing. Right. Yeah. Um, and I just thought it was just well done in terms of like, um, just as a show, again, just good storytelling. He... Tartakovsky, it's, it's a shame that he never get a product with good, good, um, high production value, but eh, that's yeah. how life is. And, um, and, and before we forget, we, f- we have to mention that, that, um, that's still awesome team song from, uh, yeah. from Will I Am, you know. Yeah. So yeah, catchy. Yeah. Back to the past samurai, check, 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 check. check. Then, um, Love it. Jack's voice, I didn't notice Jack's voice is, uh, Green yeah, Lantern f- from well, Justice. Yeah, yeah, Phil Lamar. 
Yeah. Phil Lamar, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, and and I, like, I like that, you know, he was doing my TV stuff. And uh, yeah. he just moved from that and just say, you know what? Yeah. Fuck this. Let me just but do that's, some. That's some, some I never thought. I, I always. I, I was like, oh, because I, you know, been a big kind of the internet don't hate me on this one is that I was an, a Mad TV fan. I never actually liked the show. I actually thought the show kind of sucked. Um, I is disposable but i used to watch right that, yeah. i also but and then i always thought phil, phil lamar kind of sucked i was like <laughs> phil lamar not funny and i judge him on that standard of him being just on stand-up not realizing he's just this really brilliant voice actor yes. and then it's oh like holy God, shit he's like some of his favorite wow. voices static shock he yeah. was in and all that shit so like Harry Dolwood. Yeah. and he does well what what, what well just uh, to talk about his voice i love what yeah he, the depth that he brings into this character you know yeah it sounds so real especially like when he's angry you know you yeah you're like yeah cool you feel yeah. that in his voice it's so 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 what one, one thing i'll say i'll say overall with the show for me that i'll, I'll say kind of let down and I, um i don't know if it's up to me in terms of create it's just a creative direction i didn't like the show take which was aku as a character i never uh, cared for okay he, <laughs> aku to me used to come off a little kind of like a comic relief kinda That's like problem. this mad scientist fella and right. Only how he used to talk, that's so full of himself, you know. Right, and that's the thing. I, like, I get why that character should be like that. So it's not like the the like, for the lack of a better term, very similar to this broken necessarily. But the I never liked the character being funny. To me, if the character was like just a distant, malevolent force, and he was like genuinely evil, and if you hear his voice, like to me, Aku should have been Doctor Claw from Inspector Gadget. It should have been that voice. Oh. Instead of just the kind of funny Mako voice. Like Mako is a great voice actor. Not knocking that, but. It just didn't seem like the right choice for a villain like that. He should have really been a distant, malevolent monster. Right. Um, and he was. But yeah. Because but he was kind of... I think, I think it's how his design looks, you know, with those big, beady-ass no, eyes. No, all, yeah. all of that is fine because it, it had that whole ancient devil look. Remember, you know, it's it's the ancient Asian, East Asian devil look, right? Yeah, That's that, how, that weird that, totem kind right, of... Right, that totem look with the wide eyes and the big curved teeth like all of that is fine i, I don't mind the, the the design of the character right but him being the funny character i didn't really care for that personally yeah. but and, and they kind of do that same thing here um but we'll talk about that um the way yeah we see, a lot, that, we see a lot of that in, in in season five as well and yeah. it's one thing that was pulled out of the show frankly but whoever it is still work a lot of people still like it right. um let's talk about season five and the direction it took so four right. ended where he failed to go through the time portal yeah right that was four it kind of ended on this cliffhanger a long time ago. <laughs> Holy crap. Like, it's a long time between season four and five. They had yeah. a long hiatus. Everybody it was like thought 10 years was... or so. I, yeah, I holy shit. Yeah. People was pissed off. Um, Again, because I was not a huge Samurai Jack fan, I, I wa- wanted to see the ending, but at the same time, I was like, well, you know, I don't really care <laughs> at the time. <laughs> yeah. But um, it was just great to see, like, Jesse Show coming back, and then they start back in such an awesome way with that finale where you lose the sword, and they start back, well... He kind of immortal for some reason or the other. They have explained that. Yeah. I, well, I don't know why it's explained. Why is he so immortal? They have explained that. Why not um, agent? You know, you know, as as you mentioned, no. It's yeah, just I oddly know. enough, time has passed. Well, in this case, in show, fifty years has passed. Fifty years from the era, right. he hasn't aged. Yeah, for well, some although reason. although they do show him with a beard and stuff, but you know, that's no, no, just like him yeah, a beard, but yeah, exactly. He hasn't you don't, you don't really. age in the negative way. Yeah, he still grows right. He still could grow hair apparently, but he don't age. He don't get older. He should be fifty years older. That didn't happen. He's still healthy and Sprite could still kick ass. Yeah. But the problem is that it, it affected his mind over time. Yes. I love this direction with the, with the, they take with the character. I Me thought too. those first, it, it's a, those it, first it three episodes... It goes deep and dark into it. Like, yes. The first few episodes, you you really feel in this inner torment that this guy is going through. Because imagine you fighting for years and then 
time has stopped you can't really do anything about it and you're just seeing yeah. more destruction and you're blaming yeah. yourself because you wish you could do something about it and you see right. how that turmoil really affects jack yeah visually because, and you know yeah because the opening the opening episode to season five was just goddamn awesome you see that oh, opening yes, sequence <laughs> with the motorcycle yes holy shit that was awesome because it started and that, and that yeah, samurai yeah. armor that he had on oh yeah my and you God. see these yeah. you see these two these two blue people you know they're in, they're in real trouble with these big bug monsters thing yeah and that's had this badass opening sequence where he, he and what I love about it is that throughout the first three or so episodes he's just using everything but a sword yes. he had all he had these a, other had a gun he had a, a, a yeah, kind of exactly. spear I love how they yeah. did that and it just slowly but surely just have him get simpler and simpler with the sword yes. he get from gun to this to this weapon you know like he, he had a halberd at one point yeah. And then eventually get back this one. Anyway, that episode we get back this one was pretty awesome too. Yes, I love it, was, that. it was. It was. It was. Yeah. Um, uh, but if you don't mind me, let's continue with this story here. Um, yeah. Well, right. So this season here, which is ten, um, ten, se- um, ten episodes. Sorry. Uh, actually, manages to tell a full story. So in this case, we have um, basically this this priestess of Aku who gives birth to um, the seven daughters. Yeah. And they all are trained from birth to be assassins. And their right. job is just solely to kill Jack. And right. um, there's this excellent, excellent, excellent uh, episode where um, Jack confronts these um, assassins. And what I love about that particular oh, that episode was, yeah, is how vulnerable like, Jack was. They had, yeah, they had, two, they had two parts of the fight that was pretty bad. I had one sequence where he was in this labyrinth. Yes. Like a then, kind of mausoleum kind of thing. You're not sure what it was. And then another uh, one in a, in a forest. Yeah. Right. Which and then suddenly snowed the for some reason. This snowed this sudden. He started to fall, but I was like, yeah. okay, it adds to the drama. All right, whatever. Well, it's a cartoon. Yeah. Whatever. Forget it. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but what happens here, not to spoil too much, is that um, one of the assassins, um, her name is Ashi, um, yeah. ends up becoming a prisoner of a. Uh, well, of starts yeah. off as a prisoner of Jack and then just kind of follows him along when she learns the right. truth about Aku. And right. then it's just basically them just going finally to, to, to well, sorry, to to um, to get back his sword and kill Aku once and for all. That's all right. I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this, they, again, so they did, they did the, the, the first arc with him just kind of beating the darkness and then they have the second arc with him. With Ashi and that relationship with him, I thought that worked as well. Me too, me too. Uh, I love. I thought a lot of that worked oh, as well. I thought, I thought it would have been stupid. Like, oh, he just he, so, all of a sudden you fall in love. Um, but the one thing that kind of confused me, I'll say, well, the way the they had, well, this is episode two, I think, where they had this montage. Or I think it's episode one, or episode two, where they had the montage of the girls growing up, and I couldn't really get a sense of what the time was with that because was it they were born twenty years ago and they spent roughly twenty years or however long. How old they are, and I get the sense oh, yeah, around, yeah, yeah, good point because um, around seventeen to, to twenty. Yeah, I don't really get the sense how old they are, but yeah, I'll say, to, let's say twenty. Up on them. Yeah, you assume that everything is running um, in present time. So right. I would assume just because it's a cartoon once again, I would say that's like one of the the the, the Caesar's flaws actually is is right. you know um, certain things happen narratively that you have to kind of dispense belief you know disbelief and be like. Okay, right. well, it's a cartoon. Okay, so in this case, the characters happen to grow up really fast. So one right. day they so date, so and now they turn into like young women. So like, um, right? That's the thing. Yeah, if here? I don't know. Yeah, if they are, here's the thing. If they are magic evil children, I have no problem with them growing up pretty quickly. That's fine. Like they could grow up within a matter of I don't know weeks or whatever it is. But they had these big training sequences, so I get the feeling that they were alive for a very long time. I didn't really get any sense how old they were, um, yeah. how if they grow up pretty fast because it'll inform Ashi's character a lot better. 
if she is like 16 years and she doesn't know anything about Aku, that'll make more sense to me. Right, uh, right, right. Because, you know, the whole point is that she, she know the world in a certain way and then they showed little flashbacks with her seeing the outside world. Yeah, which, 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 was, which was a nice moment, actually. Right. You know? And then the mother was like, no, don't don't trust the outside world. This is blah, 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 right? right? Yeah. And, you know, the samurai out there, he will blah, blah, blah. So right. that would make more sense in terms of the whole indoctrination stuff. And it'll inform, the, to me, that informed the character better. So I, I was willing to accept that, no, she's actually roughly about 20 or so years old, and she was training her whole life just to kill Jack. But then, you know, we don't know how that'll flip back and forth in terms of why she would just not decide to kill Jack at any moment. Exactly, if she's so, yeah. If she's so indoctrinated, whatever. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. To me, it built with the character. And then I'll say it was going to the whole heads up with the finale, and I thought finale was a bit of a letdown. Oh, you find so? Okay. Yeah. Um, for me, yeah, I, I felt that it ended the way it should end. I know right. it, it. Well, I won't. We won't spoil anything here. It no. kind of raised our hopes up. It was like, yes, yes, Jack, yes. Right. And then something happens like, ah. But the way how right. it ends that last yes, my, couple no, of shots, so I was I, like, wow. Okay. Yeah. I didn't have a problem with that, right? I didn't have a problem with any of the, the beats and the story beats of it, but it just didn't. It just felt so rushed. The whole thing felt rushed. That that I, I, I actually would agree with you. Um, well, yeah, for me, I, I felt that the the episode itself should have been. Oh, each oh, episode run like twenty two minutes. You could give right. it like a, a, 20 20, a twenty more minutes, so it'd be like forty two minutes total, right? Oh yeah, it's supposed it to be. It's supposed to be a little bit longer, but it, the, you know, yeah. the whole because this is the end, of the the, the right. final climactic showdown, and it's kind of run through everything like really fast. And another thing is that they didn't bring back every character I thought they would have brought back. Like, I thought they would have brought back the gods. Remember the three gods I was kicking Aku's ass in the beginning? Yes. Remember that? Oh, Those yeah, three yeah. gods? Yeah, um, the three Hindu the god, three the Greek god, and um, right. Celtic. I thought, they would, have, I thought yeah. they would have, like, do that, all of that cosmic shit now. Yeah. Um, they didn't really do that. Like, okay. Um, they bring back the... the, the, the oh, that episode with, with him and the, the guy, uh, the Scotsman and his daughters was pretty awesome. You yeah. get to see them. Sure. <laughs> I love, love the introduction that. of the daughters. That, 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 yeah. was, that was pretty... TV fourteen. <laughs> no, yeah, you know, the implications. It's, it's, like, oh my yeah, god, you have all that, these daughters. Wow. Yeah, yeah, guys, guys on the internet was making dead by snoo snoo jokes, eh? Because yeah, I get, I totally get what's going on there. But yeah, did Adagowski have a kind of pervy bent him anyway? So I know, like, I know, I yeah, especially with yeah. some of the character designs and stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll say I don't really like Ashi's design all that much. Um, she had nice eyes though. <laughs> right, but she's a little too. I get that she's supposed to be a small girl, whatever. I hate it. I almost. Hated all of her side profile shots every time. That oh, okay. jaw about thing, I didn't really feel that at all. Should I keep her? I don't know. Wait, fine. She was too skinny or something. I think. No, like okay, yeah. We see any of her side profiles from her face. You can find her the mouth sticking out a little too far. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I know you mean. Yeah, kind of kind of yes, yes, yeah yes. I didn't feel that. Um, whatever. Yeah. Uh, as I said, the show, the finale was a bit, a little bit of a letdown. It, it thematically, I got what they were trying to do with it. But they should have fleshed that out better, which is, well, if Jack goes back in time and kills Haku, yeah, it will put an end to everything that happened. All of those people, all of those lives, for how many, whatever, well, you know, far going to the future, like thousands of years or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though those, those that world under Haku is, is an, as a bad world, it's still those people's lives are gone and they should have, they should have talked about that. Like, yeah, Jack should have realized that it's like, wait, if I kill Haku, this, these people, all these people who I make friends with and love and so on, so those people are going to go away. And I thought they would actually do a big montage with that and thing. And no, they that, just... that would have worked because you do right. see a majority of these characters show up at the very right, end. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, and they do how, they, how, they, how they do it, by the way, was kind of unexpected. But I right. saw what they were trying to do. They um, a kind of um, uh, kind of meta moment, basically, that they do. Right. That's all I'll say. Yeah. 
Red. And, and the final scene, it still worked. As I say, as I, 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 say I, I thought it, it wrapped up everything in a, in a, like I say, in a satisfying note. That, like, to me, right. it's like, yes, I'm satisfied. Right. It's done. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I still, I, 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 but a lot, I could totally understand why a lot of people hate the ending. Because, and I'll admit, because I'm not as invested in Samurai Jack as other fans, uh, I couldn't say I really hated this ending all that much. But yeah, they could have fleshed out that ending a little better. Um, yeah. Just if it was an hour long, and they just flesh out all these ideas, and because the central idea of the whole dark timeline, you have to fix that kind of thing. Because it, the whole story was about the time travel in the future anyway. Cool, they should address that, and they didn't yeah, really. Just kind of wrapped up in a, in a neat bow and bow yeah, they wrapped end. up a little yeah. too fast, right. a little too fast. Um, they should um, have fleshed the ideas out. Should have been an hour long, but that's my only problem. Yeah. Other than that, I thought it was a solid series. This is a great series overall. Um, great ending. I really hope that we get a uh, look. If if Tadagowski make a director's cut version of this on a DVD sometime. As you can see, totally fans will eat that shit up anytime. Cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, you know the director's version, and it'll be like I don't know, 30 minutes longer, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of people will get into that. But overall, yeah. I really like this. Um, this series is a great series overall. It is just such a great action series, a great science fiction series. Um, great characterization and voice acting. Great. Again, production value I'm not going to complain about because the minimalistic style totally worked for the, for the world building. Like, every time you, you, you get a sense of this future world, you get a sense of a new place and a new, new area. And somebody yes. built something, but you don't know who built it because so much time passed. So it's a whole, like, everything could be a whole story. You know, it's like every time you see something in Star Wars, you see some big statue somewhere. And it's like, wait, who the fuck built that? Yeah. But you, you'll never know. That, and that, that in itself is brilliant on its own way. Exactly. That whole post-apocalyptic, super post-apocalyptic kind of, had a kind of Thundercats feel to everything, you know, yeah. Thundercats had this super future, 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 future stuff to everything, uh-huh. and I totally loved that about the show, it totally did great world building, and yeah, uh, Samurai Jack is a 5 out of 5 for me still, even though the, the ending was a slight letdown, um, yeah, the show was like a next to perfect for me, love the show, love the series, um, you know, I totally, like, if I'm a, if I, was, I wish I was a super fan of this, but I'm not, I can't say in good conscience I am, but it's still a damn good series in my opinion. All right. Well, I I totally re- agree with you, um, even with the end as well too. Because yeah, in retrospect, when you think about it, it did it, it did feel kind of rushed um, because yeah. you know you're working with this 22 minute time frame. But yeah. you know, it's the series finale. You you could have yeah. just added some more. You know, I'll, you know, make it make it an hour. Nobody would care about this Adult Swim shit, whatever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I totally enjoy the season five. This was a bre- um. This this was just a return to form for for yeah, um, yeah. Um, Tartakovsky. Yeah, especially um, those first three or four episodes. Yes, like, yes. geez, boy, those were like next to perfect for me. Too. Yeah, it, it it was just like you know, just like a, a master just going back to the you know to his, to his arts to skill right. just going back to it, you know you know um just having fun basically. Um, I really love the 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 um the sort of dark, mature tone to it. But yeah. I'm glad, just personally, that they didn't go too overboard with it. You know, some people is you know, like you know, like Hollywood, for example. Once you get the chance to do an R, but you get an R slapped onto your film, you think you could get away with stuff. And we get right. to that just now with a particular movie in a particular franchise. Oh boy. Ah, but you know, in this one, you know, he still managed to tell these great stories. Yeah. And what I love is that once again, you know, he well he does the storyboards and he does the directing and it shows. You could tell that this guy just has a ear. Sorry, what am I say that ear? Oops. An eye. Has, has an eye, not just for stunning, unique, sometimes psychedelic, sometimes terrifying, sometimes freaky, sometimes beautiful, gorgeous visuals. But yeah. just how to frame these shots, how each scene, each shot 
you know adds to the next one a perfect example of this was a particular episode where um i was wondering where they were going to go with it but i'm glad that they actually continue the story in the next episode where you see um a wolf going one part right. and um jack going oh, dude, the same that part. episode was amazing Dredd. oh Holy my god shit. at first that i was, was wondering what that wolf thing Love was doing episode. But basically, the wolf and 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 Jack kind of meet up in the yes. next episode, and they help Perfect each other out. Sure. But just those scenes with the wolf was just so goddamn excellent, boy. Just yeah. from a visual standpoint, from a thematic standpoint, I was just thinking like lone wolf and cub with yeah. minus the cub, you know. That was just survival of the fittest. That kind of yeah. just balls to the wall kind of stuff. Now, um, what else? The animation once again is on point. It's fluid. Yeah. The characters are vibrant. You know, crazy appealing you know um one particular character still the most to me was scaramouche boy <laughs> is this robot guy oh, yeah, who yeah, just yeah. happens um, to sound like freaking sammy uh, davis jr sammy davis, yeah yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that's, yeah that's, i'm scaramouche yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah and he's yeah. just singing his dialogue yeah. i was like okay i love okay. that character I want, and like, he, was cool, that... he was a cool character i wish i wish that day he got a second fight with jack but what happened yeah, to him is really, yeah, really yeah, yeah. like make perfect sense to me <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah i love his arc that was so good yeah. Uh, um. What, what What I like with, with him though is that he brought um some humor into it, and that's why I like about yeah. this, this season is that yes, it the setup of, of it is pretty dismal and dark, but there are bright spots. There are moments of humor. There are moments of hope. It's not just gloom and doom all the time. You know what I mean? And it it, it does that gloom and doom doesn't take over or overpower the um you know the stories. Yeah. Um. Yes, there are intense moments. There are violent moments. And you know that TV fourteen is used to good use. Um, that TV PG particular uh, episode in particular, that's where um, certain two certain characters hook up at the very end. You know, it was way to yeah. fit up, and and I was amazed at how people, some people online reacted to it. It was like, well, you know, what kind of shit is this? You know, this is this is degrading um, the quality of Samurai Jack. What the hell is this? Blah blah blah. What's with right. all these edgy jokes and all that kind of stuff? It's like, come on, twenty seventeen. And, and here's the thing, right? Like, the, the series itself from season one to four always was kind of bordering on the edge of TV 14 anyway. Like, you know, there were moments of violence and stuff and, um, you know, suggestive moments. But, you know, they had to kind of tone it down because, you know, kids was watching and stuff. But I'm glad in this one, you know, um, Jendi had a moment to, you know, finally had the freedom to just go, you know, to to get some elbow room there, you know, to, to just get loose and do... You know the stuff that he could tell he always wanted to do tell the stories he wanted to tell um crack the jokes he always wanted to crack you know yeah show the, the content he always wanted to show but i just glad he, he never goes too far with it so yes that moment that that got everybody all infuriated well not everybody but some people come on it's, it's not that bad of a moment i thought it worked i i kind of i laughed actually at that moment because not just because of the setup but that's the song that they play that's all i'll say is just yeah kind of out of the way but how they do it was just so brilliant it's just so funny you could tell it's a light-hearted moment and it adds you know it works well to, um with the story um yeah the character of aku at first i was a little iffy about it because here and it kind of works to the character here it's like you know it's, it's been 50 years Right. This man's still alive, but I don't know That's what to it. do, Dre. Like, um, right. I, I, I'm not really feeling to go up against him, but I don't know why. So he has this kind of bored, kind of indecisive kind of vibe about him. And right. moments, it, it was kind of funny because like, oh, well, time has changed also too with Aku. But also right. it's kind of like, well, you that, know, that if you don't know what you're doing, what's the point? But that's the problem you know? is that, you know, that's what I say with the problem with Aku is that Aku's supposed to be this eternal evil and it's like 50 years is nothing to him. So, yeah. 
does he hold like that stuff just didn't gel with me like again i get why why tadagosi made these decisions on a creative standpoint he wanted to keep things funny i get it so like i didn't really have a problem with that but i would have just had the character like dark and serious and the whole 50 years thing would have been like jack just melting down into psychology um yeah. you know so i don't know but yeah again it's up to you if you like the haku humor stuff yeah, i am not a I, fan I, of the haku well, humor stuff well, so yeah i i yeah. kind of like it for the most part but oh gosh is this character that represents pure evil that is what keeps Dystic. um jack motivated to actually go to kill him so you know make him more out of, out of like that they made it meet him more menacing instead of oh uh, should i kill right. jack today i don't know maybe and this is like right really cool scene like where, he, yeah. where he has a split personality thing going on where he's talking to a quote-unquote psychiatrist i thought that was funny but at the same right. time it's like dude you're a cool drink. what are you doing why are you wasting time right and so while i like the fact that they try to show um aku you know being basically be um, not torn by age but just kind of indecisive as to what to do next you know now that you know uh jack is still alive i felt that he could have been right. a lot more menacing instead of just like um i don't know what i'm gonna do today that kind of stuff it was right. funny but at times it's kind of like, um yeah so what's what's the purpose of aku now you know kind of just get to the point um i was glad to see characters from the old series um especially my boy the scotsman I still think he's worthy, yeah. what, what, probably my favorite um, side character in that series. Um, what else? The action is still on point. In this case here, it's a lot more intense, especially in the early episodes. Like, and on the subject of that, I really love the fact that you got to see um, uh, Jack at his most vulnerable, not just um, not just externally, but internally as well too. You really do see him wrestling with his personal demons, um, not understanding yeah. why he's you know he's still stuck in this future, not you know still seeing um, you know carnage and destruction, and he can't really do anything about it. You know, I really love the fact that you got to see this character at a much more vulnerable level, and you do you know feel for him and you do connect with him, and you know there are emotional moments here where yeah you really do. You, you do feel for the man you really do and yes and in terms of voice acting once again Philema just knocks it out the park into knocks it out the park sorry in terms of um jack i love the moments yeah. where he did the evil side of him you know where he's doubting yeah. himself internally i love yeah, that I love it that. really did feel like yeah this is the dark jack talking here um but here is the icing on the cake this is the secret to why this season stepped its game up so much tyler fucking beats who does yeah. the music for all the episodes in this season oh my god the score for this for this series brilliant 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 <laughs> i don't know how how cat network got that hook up with tyler beats like hey when you finish doing gardens come true now you know do some music first please but the yeah. music that he did for this just elevate this show on a whole other level boy oh my god is like the most just emotional, epic, soul-stirring kind of music that you would expect from a show like this. But it just stepped the, the, the it just increased the quality of the show so high with this one. I am so glad yeah. that they actually got this guy on board. I thought that he just added a great deal to the to the show in terms of the tone, the setup, everything. Um, but I won't say that it's a perfect, perfect, perfect season. It is the best by far. Um, it's easily the best of all the of all the seasons by you know, 
Okay. Anyways, without without question, just because of the um, the mature direction that they took. Um, I mean, mature in terms of uh, the storytelling and you know just the stuff that yeah. they wanted to get out there, and just not being afraid to actually tell its own story the way how you know Jendi and his team wanted to tell it. Um, but yeah, there are there, it is it is it isn't perfect. I would say that much, um, especially yeah. like I say with that final episode, which I do admit, you know, was kind of rushed. And there are certain moments where it's like, okay, that kind of doesn't make sense narratively, but you kind of had right. a, you know, you just had to kind of suspend your um, disbelief because, um, you know, it's it's um, it's 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 an animated series, so you know, like like whatever, like a character will look one way and then next day it look some different, whatever. It's a cartoon, screw it, whatever. Just move on. But overall, though. Right. I am so glad that um, Jendi got the opportunity to make this series. To finish I'm, it, yeah. yeah. I'm glad that he yeah. got to finish it on a I, high note. To finish it, yeah. 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 Um, I don't know what he's going to do next here. <laughs> I would love to see a director's cut of this. And on, on the subject of director's cut and DVD, I know that the first four, episode, uh, four, seasons, uh, first four seasons sorry, available on DVD. I'm hoping that there is a box set release in the future with all five seasons. Yeah. I would love for it to be, sorry, to be on Blu-ray. Um, instead of this DVD format, I'm not sure if Cat Network does Blu-rays. I know they've been doing DVDs for a long while. Um, I think they've been doing it with Adventure Time and stuff like that. But I just hope that we get a full um, Blu-ray release of it. And yeah, I will be the first one, one of the first, sorry, to buy this. Because yeah, I love this series. I love the way how it ended. Um, not a perfect end to say, but a thoroughly satisfying one for me. So overall... Um, the series itself, I would give like a, a strong four and a half. But the season itself, yeah. I would give a strong four out of five. Definitely yeah. check it out if you are a diehard fan of Samurai Jack. This will be, you know, this will be exactly what you were waiting for all your yeah. life. I don't think, yeah, I don't think you gotta tell anybody to check it out. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah. but, and, and, but, and, and, and if yeah. you haven't seen it, don't let the, I don't want to say, quote unquote, crude animation turn you off. There is a lot of depth and detail in it. Just don't mind the simplistic drawing. Um, but you know, no, as I say, but as I really say, storytelling, minimalism, storytelling. Yeah, this is where this yeah. series shines in its storytelling, in the way how it tells a story, not just with dialogue but with visuals. It does that so excellently, so near perfect, in my yeah. opinion. So yeah, if you haven't seen the series, by all means, watch it from episode one. If you seen all four and you haven't seen five yeah jump into this we even waste any time jump into this you'll have a blast so yeah right all right so now we're gonna yep. jump yeah. in to the alien franchise yay <laughs> oh boy that 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 series that admittedly could have been a lot better as what like what, what do you what do you use you would franchise now like you know, you think with franchise, it will just get better and better. You might have a little missteps along the way, but it will just continually get better and better and better. You know? Yeah. This one here, boy. Rocky, boy. That's 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 the best way to describe it. A, a really um, rocky, um, rocky yeah, uh, that's a good, well, franchise, boy. All right. Yeah, no. That's a good, that's a good comparison, actually. Yeah. It's in a way like the Rocky franchise, but Rocky kind of tends to yeah. get better, though, when it gets more self-aware. Just saying, but... Here the here the thing, eh? right? That's the thing. Is that is Rocky? No, is Rocky before Rocky Six? Let us yes. say that <laughs> because we had some Rocky Five bullshit going on. Oh yes, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, 
Later on, 3D franchise. Yeah. And um, then we'll talk about Coconut. Right. So I'll just get a little brief history about the about the series itself and you'll understand why yeah. um, in a bit. Okay. So uh, once upon a time, a director by the name of John Carpenter uh, made a student film, which became his yeah. first debut feature called Dark Star, which I still have yet to right. see. Um, it's pretty much like a spot oh, yeah, for 2001 I- stuff here. Yeah. I've, I've always yeah. been to see that. I know I'm, I, I love McCall films, but I just never got around to seeing that. I know, shame on me. And I supposed to be a big John Carpenter fan. But anyway, so um, right. one of the writers of it was Dan O'Bannon. And um, he Dan had O'Bannon, basically I was some... To bring, I was, yeah. Well, I, I wanted to mention, before, before we mention, I wanted to mention uh, I, one of my favorite directors, if, if probably not my personal favorite, uh, Alejandro Hodorowski. Yes, yes, and yes, yes. He is... Okay, so... You could say he's kind of involved, heavily involved in, in the Alien franchise by kind of default. Now, yes. about how much years ago this, this came out, boy? About how long this came out? About three, four years ago? A documentary known as Hodorowski's Dune. Yes. Um, yes. He, right. Yeah, he was working on Dune around that time. Yeah. What's well, right? He was, all, so, he was in pre-production, actually, I think. Right. Pre-production. What yes, happens yes, is that they, he, you could say that Hodorowski... Um, kind of discovered, somewhat discovered Dan O'Bannon to a certain extent, right. and H.R. Geiger. Yes. Um, the late and those great, two men. Um, surrealist the, yeah, late artists. Yeah. Surrealist artists, yeah. And you can see a lot of those ideas. When you watch, when you watch some of the ideas of that Hodorowsky do, it's like, hmm, there's some alien stuff going on there. Ah, okay. Um, okay. All right. And you could say, if it wasn't for that film, that film kind of died a death and created other sci-fi. If it wasn't for that film dying, yeah. a lot of great sci-fi would have never existed, in a sense, no. Um, so Daisy history I wanted to mention, but yeah, Dan O'Bannon, I wanted to right, Dan O'Bannon, I wanted to bring up. And yeah, of course, but, but, but very good point that you made yeah. there with with um, with, with Hodorowsky and his um his Dune pre-production because yeah, you know yeah. that stuff was going along while they were um working on the script here, which um was called yeah. Starbies. Basically, it's that like yeah. Dan O'Bannon had some ideas that um he had left over from Darkstar stuff that he wanted to explore. Yeah. basically, people in a spaceship being threatened by this force. Sorry, not a force, by this creature. Um, so he collaborated yep. with uh, another screenwriter by the name of Ronald Shushet and um, yep. they were working on the script and around that time I believe that's when Hodorowsky was kind of still in pre-production with um, with Dune and then he got on board with yep. uh, with HR um, Giga or Giga or Giga I think how you pronounce his name whatever you yeah. know I think it's Giga I, 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 so I, I think Giga as in Giga supposed- counter yeah Right, no, I, I, I think it's Giga because I hear most people pronounce it Giga, but I've heard, I've heard so many people pronounce it Giga. I have to, I have to get into the, <laughs> that's aside, a aside, quick, quick aside. Yeah, yeah. I have to get into the, the, the arguments about what exactly does justify a pronunciation in one way or the other because right. it has so many arguments about how things are pronounced and we had to start sorting that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that's one little, little, little metaphysics I want to sort out. Giga, metaphysics more like. I think, uh, yeah, or whoever, it'll be all kind of bullshit. Like, everybody, if you had to correct another person, it's always be like a little, little like, little brownie point you had to get for yourself to, for correcting a person's pronunciation. But yeah, if I remember correctly, it's supposed to be Giga. Right. Supposed to be. Yeah. Right. Okay. Go ahead. So, around that time, um, like, well, the, the, the studio that they got involved with, um, Brandywine Productions, and they were, um, in, they, they, they were, they were tied to, um, 20th Century Fox. At the time, they yeah. were like, I mean, they liked the idea, but 20th Century Fox at the time was like, well, yeah, nobody going to come to cinema, um, come to theaters to watch a B-movie about some people on a spaceship being terrorized by some space creature or whatever. But after right. the success of a little movie called Star Wars back in right. um, May 25th of 1977, 
and yes we will be celebrating its 40th anniversary this upcoming thursday you know right. that just that just puts um the genre of sci-fi in a whole new yeah. level there so of course yeah. um 20th century folks like oh shit well you have a gold mine here with star wars so we need another script we need right. another script so it's like hey this is um well at, at the time they, they change it to um from star beast to alien because the excuses that they mentioned they said the word alien like about five times in the script so it's like all right <laughs> well fine let me just change the damn thing to alien so cool because they didn't really have a name for it it's like fuck it let's just call it alien and yeah right. and, and from there now um well basically the the the, the um, screenwriters had it in mind to just be this b movie kind of sci-fi horror flick but the studio at the time was like you know what it just needs some some class but it needs some gloss so they got right. on board with a British director by the name of Ridley Scott, who um, a couple of years before did a film called The Duelist, which I haven't seen honestly, right. and I I suppose we a big Ridley Scott fan. Um, but it's a it's a period piece actually, uh, costume drama. I take it as, um, and he brought the credibility to this film. So like he kind of went in, he knew that it was just going to be this horror film with a guy in a rubber suit, but um, he just put a lot of technical, you know, class and this. Just overall excellence to it. So it just kind of elevated the the, um, the story from just being this kind of B-movie thing. Which technically, when you think about it, it is this, it's just a, a kind of basic haunted house movie. But just set in space. But here he just turned it into something totally different. And, you know, um, right. the movie came out in 1979. To, at, at first, it got mixed reviews. Because, you know, at the time, sci-fi... When, when people talk about sci-fi, they're thinking 2001... Close Encounters, the third kind, and of course Star Wars. But this one was like something totally different. Like nobody ever saw a horror film take place in outer space. Oh yes, and there was also like those dystopian sci-fi like Solid Green and Logan's yeah. Run and those kind of shows. But this one was like the yeah. first of its kind. It was a legit sci-fi horror flick. And today it is regarded as both one of the best sci-fi movies and one of the best horror movies of all time. I more see it as one of the best sci-fi. I mean, it, it has it is horrific. But I don't see it as a horror horror. It's more like sci-fi, right. but with horror elements. It's more it more plays on these sci-fi elements. You know, these characters in a ship discovering this um this this new world. In this case, is them um basically this ship Nostromo, and they answer this distress beacon that's on this um this unknown planet. They reach there, and you know, they they they, they see the eggs, and one of the characters played by the late great um John Hurt gets infected yeah. with that infamous um, ch- um, face hugger yeah. scene. And then also on the subject chest of that, buster, yeah. that chest booster scene, believe it or not, mm. the reactions for the actors, yeah. they did not know. So when that, yeah, that, that thing know, yeah. boosts, that reaction that they got, that, oh my God, ah, that kind of thing, yeah. that was real shit. Yeah, that was real. That was real. Yeah, I think that was real, yeah. And the first yeah. time that you do see that chest booster, like I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, this is like the freakiest shit I ever saw in my life though. The way how the yeah. tail was turned in, the way how the mouth is opening here, and then, ah, ah, that kind of thing, and then when it slides out and goes onto the the um the the floor, that was that was incredible to me. But really, yeah. um, what made the show so great as well too, the the standout performance I, I could easily say without a doubt, Sigourney Weaver, you know who plays um yep. Ellen Ripley. Yep. And what I like though yep. is how the story was set up in such a way that you didn't really know who the main protagonist was at first. It thought it was um. Dallas played by um, Tom Skerritt because his name shows up first yeah. <clears throat> sorry but the end it yeah. turns out to be Sigourney because at the end she survives yeah. she's a lone survivor here well her and yeah. you know, that cat you know and um, right. 
it sets up this this um this formula that we've seen in technically every movie. the last two and of course prometheus and Elia covenant where you have this female character you know just telling people hey don't do this don't do that and they're like no yes. it'll be fine man don't worry just go in that cave yes. you know look down into that 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 um that egg that just opened up Ugh. what's that thing Ooh, yeah. you know just listen to the women fuck just listen to what they say right. you know what i mean we are short also here. is that women are short here. yeah yeah and yes with the short hair and the tank top and stuff but really what it right. is um with what i love about it personally is that it really showed how courageous she was you did see her vulnerable you did see her um in fear especially in the end with that really creepy scene where she was in the um the, the, the um escape ship escape pod whatever yeah and you see the alien like um right in the middle of like a bunch of wires and stuff I actually thought I was like, like, still up to this day, that scene just creeps me out. Like, the lighting and the way how the creature design looks. Because if you really think about it, if it, if it's concealed in shadow, it looks like a bunch of like wires and you know all these kind of metallic kind of stuff just wrapped together to form this kind of creature. It's this weird kind of design. The way how it kind of hid there in that um in that part of the ship was really genuinely creepy. And just seeing. Ripley being scared and you know she was singing that you are my lucky star scene but she was doing something she wasn't just cowering in fear like um Lambert's character who played uh, played by Veronica Cartwright did where she's all like ah, ah, and all screaming and right. shit she did stuff she took action she yes she was scared but she did stuff and that's what I really love about her character and yeah it for me this is one of my all-time favorite uh, movies although the sequel is far better in my opinion uh, if you were to if if you if you if, if you uh, were to choose between the two i easily would pick aliens but you know this one works in terms of this slow building terror and you know just the fact that you it, it was all about not showing too much of the alien which is something that a technique that of course um Spielberg perfected in Jaws you know not showing too much of the creature he's there but they're not sure how big he is or where he is or where that dripping liquid came from and all that kind of stuff but just what they did right. in terms of the, the set design which still, hold up, which still holds up to this day the set design, the lighting the music which was done by um, the late great Jerry Goldsmith and just building this tension and fear it still holds up right. so what, what are your thoughts on, 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 uh, on Alien? You love it, or do you think yeah, it still holds up as a? Yeah, no, the first, yeah. No, the first, yeah, no, the first Alien for me is like pretty much a borderline masterpiece in my opinion of, of filmmaking and sci-fi filmmaking. Right. Um, didn't didn't make any sense of the world, and uh, again, it it does a thing that they decide to build off of, which is the stupidest idea when you think about it. They decide to not explain anything. That's actually pretty smart. Yeah. Much smarter than you think. You know, because you realize when it tried to explain the thing, exactly. you fuck it up. It, it just falls apart. Uh, this, um, that, that movie, that movie just... Sorry, especially with this whole thing with the Whelan Utani Corporation, which is the, oh, this, boy. the, the so shadowy the corporation mind... that sends the crew right, out to the first place here. Yeah, that is it. You don't need to get all existential about that. Yes, look, it's the corporation. Yes. You know, and, on and the that's ship. What, that's what you the know, first movie is to... set up, you know, when you think about it. It's the right. ship, the corporation, the alien. Right, you know, right. Like, um, you know, well, that's all you need to do with that. Uh, because of something, it wasn't like in yeah. depth. You didn't need to know all that kind of stuff. One thing that always used right. to kind of throw me off a bit was the character of Ian Holm, who plays the um, spoiler alert android, um, because of the way how he kind of reacts. So it's almost like this kind of right. 
flight or flight response where he just suddenly turns violent and he's throwing Ripley about and then all of a sudden when they hit him well, he starts to spaz out. I was at, at first like when I used to like the first few times I was watching I was kinda like, Well, why would this android, you know, this this near perfect machine suddenly spaz out and, you know, twitch and all that kind right. of stuff. I well, always felt that was weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the idea was that remember you're supposed to cover up. It was a whole cover up thing where the corporation was trying to do that. Will and Yutan is trying to do so. That was part of it, I think. Yeah, but well, yeah. the idea was supposed to get a sample of the creature. Right. And they wanted to, right. to um, test on it because it's like the quote unquote the perfect organism because it could survive in, in a lot of um, conditions and evolve and stuff. And we've seen this evolution throughout the entire series here. But um, right. The way how, well, just watching it, again, I love how they, they built up that character. At first, he was a show where he was on, but, you know, they do all these subtle hints where he's sweating, like, in one shot, a side view. And if you look closely, you see it's white, that white um, sweat. Right, yeah. yeah. Right. That kind of thing. Um, and, yeah, the acting was excellent. What I really love is how real these characters felt. It didn't feel like the Starship Ed- Enterprise. It felt like real people who were just doing a job yeah. for money. And this happened to yeah, it's, be involved it's, it's in the situation tr- it's here. It's truckers in space. Yeah, truckers. Basically, that that was that was yeah, the that blue was colors, the right from it's, the beginning. Yeah, because yeah. that's that's fascinating as well. Is the idea of blue color working in space now? Just it's blue colors. Not it's not hype. It's not these brilliant people in the you know like like Star Trek where everybody all brilliant and you yes, know and, and and have a PhD in this and knowledgeable in that whatever. You know? Right, right, all that bullshit. Yeah, yeah. like like um, yeah, like your feet Koto's character, the the lone black man. It, he just don't yeah, write yeah, this dude right, money, yeah. bro. <laughs> I respect that. I, exactly. I respect that. It's like when we're we gonna get paid, Yeah, like you said, like yeah, right, we, exactly. We gotta get paid, and, and because yeah, they blue collar and they're disposable because it's a corporation that just need people to go to space and they'll pay them well. It's yeah. just truckers in space. Yeah. That's it. Simple. Right. Don't need to overthink this. Yeah. Right. So um, then. Yeah, right. So then we we jump into Aliens, which um actually took a little bit longer to to come into production, um yeah. because I think at first either the studio or the writers themselves weren't really interested in doing a sequel or something like that. I'm not too sure, but yeah, they got um James Cameron on board, who well of course he you know um not just directing probably one of the best sci-fi movies ever and one of the best debut movies ever um. The Terminator, which is a smash hit, but also a great screenwriter, at least in my opinion. And they got him on board to work on Aliens, which came out in um, 1986. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and what I like about this, first of all, is that, you know, with, with something like this, you know, it, the and this is a question that really relax again. You know, where do we go from here? We can't do the same thing again, so we have to kind of step it up. In this case, because James Cameron and, you know, his sci-fi action stuff with... Um, with uh, Terminator, they said, well, you know what? Let me, let me make it an action flick. But let's yeah. amp up the, the, the tension. Let's amp up the, the amp scares. Up let's amp everything up, like to up to 10. Yeah. Um, and in true 80s Hollywood fashion, you have to bring in those Marines, man. Okay, you know, in the 80s, yeah. you know, especially like movies like Predator, Predator for example, it's all about Predator, Marines yeah. and soldiers and we are number yeah. one. Yeah, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Hoorah! It was, it was the Reagan, Ronald Reagan era. Like, oh yeah. my God, this is so... 80s shit. Just the way how the Marines talk, like assholes and elbows. Come on, man. Come yeah. on. So 80s. Yeah. So GI Joe. And then, like of course, GI Joe shit. And then this movie, well, the second film also had the late great um, <laughs> Bill Paxton. You know, game over, man. Game over. Game over, man. Sorry? Game over. <laughs> game over. Classic. Uh, yeah, that, the, 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 the aliens just so quotable. 
Yeah. Let's stick with aliens. Aliens are so goddamn quotable. Everybody like, uh, online, bo- um, looking good. They, they, they mostly come out at nice, mostly. Yeah, they mostly Love come that. out at night, mostly. Um, Carrie Han, yeah. great performance yeah. for a child actor. Yeah. Yeah. I believe she, yeah, um, she, she's British, actually, so they just brought her on okay. board here. And um, her brother, her real-life brother, played the brother, <laughs> the character, Newt's brother, um, in the film, who dies early. Um, right. But what I really love about the movie is um, just really, like I say, how they amp everything up, you know? It's yeah. not just Ripley, but it's this team and how they're going in, um, yeah. you know, trying to stop these aliens. And just the threat of the aliens. The aliens themselves in this movie are way more terrifying. Not just because it's a large amount of them, but just the way how they move. Like you're seeing that they could, they could crawl on, on, on walls and they could swim and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's very, very intense, very creepy as well. Um, James Horner's score, wow. That is how yeah. you do a tense filled score. Um you know, there's just so much moments with his music popping. And, you know, I could just feel like goosebumps, you know, in those moments where, you know, the ang- the action amps up and stuff. The third act for me is really, like, probably the best moment in the entire in the entire movie. Like, I mean, the first and second acts are great, but the third one, the third act, oh my God, is just nail-biting tension from that yeah. beginning to end. I just love everything about it. Um, Lance yeah. Henriskin, who plays Bishop. Uh, I love yeah. how they, they, they added a spin to the to the Android character. So it's not he's not untrustworthy, you know, at first at first you're not sure where what he's up to, but you know he, he does come true, he does help out as well. Um Michael Bean, who, you know, played Reese in um Terminator One, he shows back up as Hicks, one of the one of the Marines. So he's basically the father figure to um to Newt, who is one of the um survivors of the planet from the first film which is terraformed so yeah they introduce this whole thing of terraforming here where they find a planet yeah. and now they want to make it hus- um, hospitable for you know for human life and stuff dumb idea i know but whatever is the future and of course um sigourney weaver being this mother figure and uh, what i love like especially if you see director's cut they established that ripley had a daughter and she got old and died so here you know, she has this new daughter, quote-unquote, in the form of Newt. And you really saw her as right. his motherly character. And one brilliant scene where she goes into the mech machine, is like, stay away from her, you bitch. Sorry, get away from her, yeah, you bitch. Her, you yeah, bitch. Classic, yeah, classic, classic, classic. Uh, here's the thing. Okay, so here's what I recommend for anybody who haven't seen it yet. I remember seeing this years ago, and I was like, not, not the movie. I, I saw the movie when it was, re- like, when I was a kid. Right. Um, but Me too. I remember seeing this. There's a great... Alien, look up amazing aliens rap right it's a guy called robo mayhem on on youtube and this guy raps out the entire plot and what he does he'll cut it he'll cut in his lyrics with actual dialogue from the movie so it'll rhyme now right it's a little it's a little on the wonky end a little little offbeat but god damn it is so entertaining because he basically runs through the entire plot i recommend anybody look it up it's really funny um yeah alien alien aliens Aliens, aliens yeah aliens is Awesome. This movie was, <laughs> yeah. yeah. This movie was freaking fantastic for me. Um just again, um was oh god, was the female Hispanic woman name who's not played by Hispanic. <laughs> oh I um, oh god, I I forget her name, but she Chet was Ramirez. a bad ass too. Oh my god. Yeah. Right. And then I just this kick ass scene two of them posing with the guns. Was, yes, yes, <laughs> I love it. Real posing off with the guns, yeah. like yeah. flexing biceps yeah. and stuff here. Yeah. You're right, so, you know, so but, uh, 80s. <laughs> you're right, yeah. so 80s. But no, that, that movie is awesome. Oh, new kid from new kid from audit. Only way to be sure that amazing quote. Yeah. Um, can I? That's an internet meme now. Anytime somebody you do something and you see something like it, doesn't want to be a part of at all. Just say new kid from orbit. You know, you know, 
Yeah. Yeah, only way to be sure. Right. Shit like that. Um, yeah. yeah, this movie is an excellent movie. Again, a great, great sequel and follow-up. And again, logically, it makes good sense. All you had to do is say, all right, you had a badass alien. Just do the same thing with more of it and with guns. Exactly. This time. And what a lot of guns. Though, in terms it, of, um, yeah. like, like James Cameron, it shows that the man yeah. knows how to do sequels because six years later, yeah. he did, in, which is, in my opinion, the best, yes, I said it, the best action movie of all time, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Judgment. Yes. Yeah. I said it, yes. Best action movie ever. It right. shows that the man could do sequels and not just taking what was great about the original film and expanding on it, but also adding some new elements and also giving us characters that we could care for and root for and connect with, you know? And you got that. You got a lot of heart, a lot of emotion. You felt the fear yeah. that these characters were going through. Even right now, the Bill Baxton, when he gave... He was, he was just that guy who just giving up on hope. But you... Yeah. Yeah, there, there are moments where it's like, oh shit, well, we done for. So you could understand <laughs> yeah. why you say, game over, man, game over. You're laughing at it. No, but yeah. it's like, shit, done. Yeah, um, hot. But this show was a huge, huge, huge hit. Um, it was nominated for seven Academy Awards. It won two, I believe. Wow. Well, one for Best Visual Effects, duh. And believe it or not, Sigourney Weaver got nominated for Best Actress for a sci-fi right. action yeah. flick. That is amazing. But yeah, her character is, wow. Hands down one of the best female characters I've ever seen on film. Just how strong she was, even when she was behind the control room helping out the the um the soldiers at first, the marines at first, and then when she actually goes in with Newt and you know, especially that third act where she's going out of her way to rescue her. I thought, you know, just her performance, yeah. her acting, everything there was just fantastic. Um Yeah. So yeah, this was a massive hit. Uh still one of the yeah. best sequels ever made, hands down. And then Yeah. Some happened, boy. So <laughs> I don't know. So of course, all right. So, so, so we gotta yeah, talk about. We gotta talk about that. So that one of my favorite, possible. one of my favorite filmmakers, probably ever, was involved with this next movie. Yes, David a man Fincher. called David <laughs> Fincher. <laughs> one of the greats. Well, greats working today, actually. I must say, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. In my opinion, a fantastic filmmaker. Now here's my thing. Here's my thing. Yeah, about again, we will get into the fact that how much, how much. Fox as a studio constantly does this because they have a, a repeat offender. The amount of fuckery that went down behind the scenes with Alien Tree, and yeah, just boy. screwing over, you know, you know everybody in the production. And you could see Dreadwell. I, so I decided to watch over Alien Tree. It's a movie that I really don't remember all that much about. Same They're here, just same such here. a hot mess. You always remember and one I've watched and it back two, home. but you don't remember three and four. You know, right? And yeah. well, I remember four a lot. I remember I actually remember four. But I really don't remember <laughs> three all that much. Right, right. Um, and with three, I watched it back over just the other day, just to prepare for this this actual this episode. And I was like, yeah, you're watching the whole thing right through. I was like, yeah, you could totally understand where they fucked this up, John. Yeah. How they fuck it up. The edits, some of the edits rushing a bad way. You could tell, you know, it was a mess on set. Um, it, had some, it had a decent, yeah, it had a decent enough premise, but boy, they just they just mess up that script. They decided, to, well, they they off they off panel newt. Like, yeah. holy crap, they decided to just kill off new... I mean, I, like, I, mean, I mean, Bishop, as in Lance Henderson's character, dying, okay. Yeah, but not like, Newton Hicks, man. Like, what the fuck, man? Why yeah, them? Just, Why the family after structure? After all of that time, yeah. After all of that shit. So that just was like a kick in the nuts to the fan base now. Yes, um, And, and uh, had, well, on, had, on the subject of that, well, just to stop you there. The, intr- the beginning of this film, right? Well, I saw the yeah. quote-unquote assembly cut, right? Which is where right. they, they, well, with, with, without um, David Fincher's consent, because 
legendarily, yes, he does not want anything to do with this movie. He claims that he is yeah. the one person on planet on planet Earth, sorry, who hates this movie. Nobody else hates it as much as he does. And I, I totally okay. understand after seeing this assembly cut here. But yeah, this one added right. some. Well, it added the stuff that he wanted initially, but it changed up for the theatrical cut. But basically, the intro, based off of what how Aliens ended, made no sense. Like, right. I wasn't sure the time frame of it because. What, what basically what happened is like some um face or whatever was on the ship it attacked and something happened with the with the with the emergency system and that's how newton and and hicks died but i'm like how much yeah. years passed it's not like all of a sudden let's say like 57 years later um suddenly yeah. this chest booster or whatever is active and now it, it trying to attack the, the um, none the, of it the people. It didn't make any sense. And then like when it I read about it on, on Wikipedia, what they said is that basically it was just an excuse just to bring in another alien. And when I hear that, I was like, okay. really, really? So all yeah, they just had to shoot sure. on an alien, but they didn't know how to do it. So it's like, oh well, let's just have an alien on the ship, even though there was no alien on the ship at the very end, you know. But no, yeah, right. but was, one of them actually was... came in and blah 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 blah, and that's how we got right. alien tree. Yeah. Come on. Really? It didn't work. Here's the thing. It had it had a good and it had good people in this movie. It had Charles S. Dutton. Charles he was S. good in this. Rock. I thought. Remember Rock? Actually, yeah, Rock. Kids. Yeah, Rock. <laughs> he no, yeah. Rock was going Rock, on at the time when he he did this. At right? the time, right? Yeah. I know, but I thought I thought he was a, a decent enough character in this. I don't think he was so bad. Yeah, um, I, I like this character. Charles that, that kind of um, you know that well is a prison player basically. So he's trying to right to 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 change his life and you know that kind of stuff. Charles Dance. Yeah, right. I was like, holy shit, he's in this too. Okay. Good in this. Yeah. yeah, he's pretty good at this. Uh, yeah, it had a good, decent enough, like, the character, like, I get what he was trying to go for, you know, but again, the studio just didn't give a fuck, and just say, look, you know, as usual with studios, and again, as I would say, with Fox, Fox in particular, yeah. um, you know, they, they, they just show, they just always show a sign of not caring, Yeah. and they will just, they will just completely shit on a project, and they say, look, if we don't like, if you don't fall in line with reading, we will destroy this whole movie, dread. Right. We don't business. No, we um, don't not business. Yeah, no, no Fox, one took right? Yeah, no, I, I like, I was watching the assembly cut, and I'll just see this if right. you want me to review it. I felt it was dull and boring. I just didn't yeah, care no, didn't about go. anything or anyone. Um, the biggest sin for me is that you took a great character of Ellen Ripley. And you just yeah. like dilute the character. She just don't care. Yeah, nonsense. And yeah. it's not just because she she hear ball and you know there's this whole issue with the contract about you know her wanting to do it right. and all that kind of shit. And I even gonna get into that. But just her character was just so dull and lifeless. But it's just like yeah, she just give up on hope and she just did just run through the motions. But one thing that confused the hell out of me and still up to this day, maybe it's because I was sleeping with my eyes open, but I just didn't pick up on it. Right. So in the director in the assembly cut, sorry, not the director's cut. Oops, wrong, wrong term. Um, there's like this, like this ox, right? So basically, the reason some oxen right. in some part, right? And I one of the yeah, oxen yeah, is yeah, brought on board, and in this really particularly creepy and disturbing scene, yeah, this this one scene actually creeped the shit out of me. Okay, okay, keep cutting back That's and forth, and you're just seeing the the um the chest opening there. That actually freaked right. me yeah, out. Yeah, I know right? that. That was cool. So. Yeah. At the back of my mind, it's like, all right, the alien is inside. This ox is coming out. In the theatrical right. cut, it's a dog, and I didn't, I don't remember the theatrical cut, but from the clip I saw, no, I, I, I saw that version. Cut, right? I saw, I saw the version you're talking about with the ox, yeah. Right. So, um, right. How did the alien get in the ox? Now, right. The, the, the speculation so, is the whole lice thing because um, 
there was some right. lights on the ground when they pulled out um uh when they pulled out Ripley onto the onto this onto this beach which had like oil and stuff it was dirty and stuff and it was like you know lice all over the place I was wondering if the lice is what somehow ate the um the freaking chest boost or whatever or face or whatever and it went into okay, so the ox I, I don't know how did that right, get in black, the ox is this, okay Actually, the latest films explain a lot of that shit because Prometheus and, and Covenant does somewhat explain this to a certain extent, which is so, the black oh, goo. So, oh, thing. So the black goo. Okay, okay, okay. Right. right. That bullshit. But you see, in, in the original four <sighs> films, you wouldn't know that at all. No. Like, you can piece that together. I can piece it together. Because all you knew is facehugger, chest booster. That's all you're given. Right. That's it. Exactly. So, so you t- and that's the thing. Well, a lot of these movies, a lot of these movies, um, <laughs> a lot of these movies try to, like, do a lot of back, back, peddling bullshit now yeah that's one of the problems with the franchise that the, the franchise are generally a mess so whoever yeah um there's a couple of things to talk about before we jump into alien resurrection right so um another thing the the the, the cg fit i wasn't impressed by it the the production design was 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 decent for, for the most part yeah um, no the alien that that stop motion the alien that came out of the the ops that was terrible yeah something about how it I looked bad, right? but i don't know if moved, I, I don't know if i'd be impressed with that at the time like when that came out I watch nah, it now. It's like, yeah, that don't hold, up, hold up, at up at all. Yeah. Now I don't know yeah. if it was like an evolved version of it, and that's another thing that they kind of play <laughs> around in this series. Evolved, so I assume because it looked different compared to how these right. morphs looked in like the first and second film. It looked like it was evolved right. somehow, right? And then right. they had this really terrible ending where you know, um, heaven knows how the fuck Ripley knows is a queen inside of her, but she knows it's a queen, right? She knows it's a queen because that's why the xenomorph is following she all over the place. And and in right. one scene, you know, one of the iconic scenes where the alien was breathing on her and Ripley's all scared and shit, which kind of is against her character in my opinion. But anyway, um, is I well, I, it's an iconic scene eh? because it, it, it looked badass and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that's like that picture. one scene you remember from from like the trailers and stuff. But the movie, yeah, that's the only yeah, thing I remember. You always movie, remember that one shot, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, she have a queen inside of her, so she just you know, sacrifices her life and then she falls down into this lava pit. Now, yeah. in the theatrical cut, cut apparently, um, the queen burst out and she held it. Okay. She, she held it back. Not, whole, not creeling, but kind of, she was stuffing it back because she didn't want it to to, to, um, to fly out now. To come out, right. And she falls right. into the pit, but in the assembly cut, they, they change that entirely. It's like, fuck this shit, it don't work. So they just have it just fall into the pit. And I think the chest bursts and post? yeah, and she just dies. Okay, whatever it ends. Um, I find that was a total letdown of an ending. Like to me, yeah, mess. Like total if, mess. if you were thinking about it, like back in '92, this is how you end your trilogy. That's a terrible way to end a trilogy. That's like the major yeah, revolutions of the alien right, yeah, series thus far. Like yeah, nah, pretty man, much. Don't, don't kick pretty your much. audience in the, in the nuts like that. Just come on, some better than that. Yeah. And then you make your character so so vulnerable Jill. like to the point that she was weak and then yeah and you know, yeah, no, voting with her yeah. in, a, in a in a plan with a bunch of men interesting kind of premise but making her so weak Jill. it's like and and last thing i'll say i barely remember her doing anything like in one and yeah. two she took action three i don't even know what she did i i don't know yeah what did she do i don't know she just cowered in fear and she fell into a lava pit that's all i remember Everything right. else is just characters dying and shit. Characters that they don't care about, by the way. Which leads us to... The full god. Alien Resurrection. Oh. Which oh, came boy. out this, in the same is... year, by the way, that two of the most legendarily bad movies of all time came out. Mortal Kombat yeah. Annihilation 
and yeah. Batman <laughs> and Robin. See, yeah, boy, yeah. 97 was a year, boy. Yeah, <laughs> a hot mess year. A hot no, mess no, year. Uh, Alien, but but Alien, Alien Resurrection, Resurrection and Retrospect was... wasn't like a big, 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 gigantic flop like those two. But yeah, it was terrible. No. It was terrible. Yeah, yeah, this was a garbage movie. And oh, uh, the thing is that with, 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 I had people I like in it. It had um, Pullman Cowboy. Was in it. Ron um, Pullman was in this, yeah. Uh, my boy who played, um, oh gosh, uh, the, the drug dealer fella from, from Breaking Bad. I'm forgetting his name. Right. Yeah. Tuco. Tuco is like in this movie. Brian Cranston? No, not Brian Cranston. Tuco, the guy he was trying to do, you know, the crazy Mexican oh, right. okay. drug okay. Yeah, lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, he was in yes. that. Um, right. Winona Ryder, who was bigger than the Winona Ryder, actress, as yeah. robot, yeah. <sighs> Terrible casting choice, by the way. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah, she was horrible but it doesn't make sense do. because like, wait, why they have an android in this? Because and and all the androids was be male. Like, why they have a female android in this? And I remember again, Ridley Scott like to fuck around. He was like trying to square the idea. Well, you know, it, it really the Blade Runner universe anyway. You know, so all of them rep- is replicants, and all of that is the same. Oh, like, really? it's a different I, company. I never look at it like that. To be honest, I never look at the replicants. He's trying to know being that. Always try to do that <laughs> bullshit. He's well, you know, is really this and. He tried to like squares universes now. Right. Again, he, he like terrible in that way now. Like, yeah. Whatever, fuck that. Right. Um, but the worst thing uh, that they yeah, do this, in terms this, of this characterization. That's all, but the worst thing that they do in terms of characterization was Ellen Ripley. What Again, the yeah. fuck was up with that character? All of a sudden, yeah, she like real overtly sexual. And there's like these really creepy moments with her and with another writer where she like 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 staring she down and hugging she up and stroking her yeah, hair wait. and like this and i'll just get to one f- big 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 gigantic floor widgets right but once again the answer is because we need an alien so in right. last episode we saw ripley fall into a pit and die right. now we cut to years later and Wayla and yutani i believe are trying clone to rep- yeah they clone her a eh? and yeah. they're doing these aliens again right so at yeah, first we, when we introduce ripley you see the um uh, you see, uh, chest burst inside of her, right? So right. I was wondering at first, well, the, two things. First of all, A, did they put that inside of her and it was just testing to see how she was able to um, cope with that physically? But then that don't make sense because look at the other characters, like from the previous alien series, they had this thing inside of them and then suddenly they spaz out and then boom, it come out. It's just an like alien tree for some reason. It just took her a long while yeah. and it's in the end it come out. But how would Will and Yutani know about this? Because the, it's only near the end when they came to, I don't Ugh. know, I think they came to intervene or whatever, but they just came when she died. And then secondly, if that's not the case, then how they manage to clone her with the with with this chest booster inside of her? I, how? I don't give a but shit. The, but, the, but the reason don't is because we need an alien in this movie. Yeah. But it didn't, it didn't work. make no sense, Why? What? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not, enough, it's not is... hard enough you had a clone Ripley of all people. But no, let's just introduce her with his chest booster. So people think, hmm, so maybe she didn't die after all. Maybe Whale and Yutani came and took the body and the alien was still inside. So that's how they got to yeah, do this. It's still no. a big sense. You fell in a in a big metal pit, a metal molten steel pit, so whatever. Uh yeah, no, no this this movie and then they they had the goal to do this bullshit, um oh gosh. They had the goal to do this bullshit, uh the, the alien baby thing in the end. Oh, what the fuck, Jordan? That, that was a terrible choice. I think one of the ugliest most design. unintentionally dumbest things I've ever seen in film. Ever. 
Like, yeah. just Google it. Look at the face of that. And not yeah, even it to, like like you could tell the director um, who did two films that I haven't seen, unfortunately, um, Delicatessen and City of Lost Children. I heard those were great right. kind of dystopian films. Haven't seen them, whatever. But dude, I, I I get that they're trying to make this character look pitiful and stuff. But um, what is up with that creature design? Is terrible. What was that? Yeah, that's what? bad. That's laughable. And yeah. Adam, this everything about this didn't make any sense. So you have these pirates who just deliver prisoners to these scientists, and they just doing these yeah. tests on the aliens. What I, one thing I like, one thing that I actually like about the show is how the aliens escape. So yes, they have these aliens trapped, like captive, basically, which goes against the law of the of the of, of alien itself because they are the, the perfect organism. So they're not even supposed to be taken captive. What the hell? Even if they are well, being created. Still, kind of goes against whatever. their yeah. their their culture, whatever it is. But I like the way how they manage to escape, and then I wouldn't say how it happens. But then from there is just you know horror cliches one on one, which you'll get into with yeah. you know a later entry. It's just all these characters that you don't give a shit about dying. There's one scene where um uh Winona Ryder's character gets shot, and then she she falls down into yeah. this pit with water, and then somehow she's back. But then you have this this black fella who real skill with guns and he happens to fall and he dies i was like so how why he can yeah. just swim his way back out he didn't get shot or yeah, anything robot, he falls and he robot. dies but the robot live right yeah whatever and then ripley didn't care about her there was just this thing about trying to impregnate her and then the mother was there and all these aliens and just shit didn't care about whatever yeah but yeah. What, what were your thoughts on alien resurrection uh, apart from it being yeah, just a laughably but- terrible movie yeah, it was just a laughably terrible movie. I mean, it was... And nothing worked. Almost nothing, nothing worked in that film. Worked. I mean, it had its moments. Yeah. It had its moments. It was. It had some dumb moments. Like, again, the basketball scene, I remember. I was like, wow. Yeah, like, like so Ripley playing basketball. Goddamn cheesy and what, ridiculous. What? what was that? Yeah. What? But, yeah, <laughs> nothing made sense. Whatever. And then, at um, the very end, before we get to um, a couple oh, more issues... Yeah. By the way, we forget to mention the fact that, oh, this was written by Joss Whedon. Whedon. Who oh, also shit. was pressured by Fox because Fox. Fox he was fucking he, thing up, he yeah. was like, well, you know this whole clone thing don't work, you know. But he's like, no, we, we yeah. must have that because you know Sigourney yeah. Weaver wants to be in this movie and nobody's gonna see an alien movie without you know without Sigourney Weaver. So he's like, well, all right, yeah. fine, fuck it. And yeah, the man just went through hell because he had to do rewrite after rewrite just to please yeah. Fox and to please Sigourney Weaver. With the bullshit, know? yeah. With the bullshit, man. Yes, even Sigourney yeah. Weaver, which she bullshit. I, I, I hate to say yeah. that, but she and she bullshit. Yeah, yeah she, she, well, she didn't need to be in this project. She, she wanted to be in this, and she didn't want that, and all these little things, man. Like, what the hell? Come on. Yeah. But the end of Sad. it, yeah, but the end of it was like, okay, so they're back on oh. Earth, and back, Earth is like yes. this kind of yeah. um, post-apocalyptic waste. So I'm like, okay, so what happened on Earth during all these events of aliens 1 right. to 4? Like, it's not... This, they don't say anything. It just ends like that. Right. <sighs> but anyway. Yeah, it's really goddamn stupid. Right. And then, well, we can talk about just the general extra stuff in the franchise. Like, you have the video games. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Great, Some great, pretty um, kick-ass video games, actually. Uh, the, the one for PlayStation that, 1, I remember. Uh, what was it? It was Alien something. I can't remember what game it was. Yeah. But I remember no, playing a bunch of great games. Type, yeah. No, so the first big Alien game that I got into was actually Alien vs. Predator games. We're not going to get ah, into yes, the yes, movies yes, just yes, yet. yes. But it had it had popular comics, um, Alien. The video games are, are kick-ass, like um, shooter, shoot 'em up. 
um, yeah. was, um, was part of that. That was great. Brought all those, the AVP comics. Um, and that was around the same night yeah. that they did, which was just as excellent. If you get a chance to check it out, please do. Robocop versus Terminator. Really badass. Really awesome. Yeah. 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 Um, it had the alien, the alien games that came out. had a recent alien game for, on the, for the PC I played. Oh, what was the name of this one? But, oh, that alien colonial marine, which was a complete disaster. Oh, n- never complete played it. Disaster, never bothered with it. No, it, it, like, don't play it. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of money. And I, in my opinion, it's, what they did was tantamount to fraud by basically <laughs> lying to people. But well, wow, yeah. but then they had the, the, the excellent um, Alien Isolation. That ah, was yes. a good damn game. Uh, totally recommend it. You're basically playing. It's a stealth game. We had to run run from an alien on a ship. That's it. That's your right. move. That's yeah. your game. Yeah. Uh, and it's really well done. I totally recommend it. Right. Um there are a bunch of great Alien versus Predator games where you could play as Predator and Alien and a first-person shooter kind of thing. Or you could play as a Marine. So it was Marine, Alien, or Predator. And you, you could play a kind of multiplayer kind of something with that. Those were great. Yeah, those um, were yeah. solid for me. Right. Um, yeah, and overall, they, they just had some great, just um, solid ga- Alien games. They had a game called, not part of the official Alien franchise, but it could have been, called Alien Swarm. Um, this was just a, a top-down four-player shooter where you're playing as a marine, but it was basically in the same vein as aliens because the aliens just acted like aliens anyway. Right. Um, th- that was pretty badass. I recommend just playing that for people because it was just so much fun and well done. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And overall, I just recommend. Uh, it has just a bunch of great games. And I, I sure I miss a bunch, but um, then we could get it. Well, we had to get into the Alien vs. Predator series. Yes. Um, and it's a good thing that right. you mentioned video games because the director of the first movie. Just so happened to adapt two of our favorite video games, Mortal Kombat, which still remains my favorite video game movie, video game, yeah, and day, yeah. Resident Evil. So yes, Paul yeah. W. S. Anderson was was brought on board to do the first AVP movie, and I remember seeing this in theaters because like holy shit, we get that AVP, you know, live action movie. That movie. Problem with it that is, movie was is not that PG thirteen rating though. At, at right. first, I was turned off by it, but I was like, um, maybe it might be good. Yeah. No. For yeah. Me, so a couple things. Um, I don't remember hating this movie all that much, frankly. Not, not um, me, yeah, not it was me. silly and dumb. Unforgettable. It was silly and dumb, and, it, it, <laughs> and it, yeah, and it totally breached a bunch of continuity. Like for some reason, I think Lance Anderson was in this one. Yes, and he was playing. Um, he was playing one of. He was playing a Wheelan. I'm not sure which Wheelan it was. Right. I'm so not, it was a, 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 Peter Wheelan, however, but he was. But a no, it can't be Peter. But it'll be right. It was a, a Wheelan. Yeah. But it was looking just like him. So it's like, oh, he tried to make one of the robots after his grandfather, whoever it is, whoever. Yeah. It didn't make sense. Right. Whoever. Um. So now later, she was okay in this. Yeah, she was, she, was, she was. She was serviceable yeah. in it. I was like, um. Right. Yeah. Why? Why they have she in it? Okay, because they need a a, a a black female actress. Okay, but. Well, that's like, the thing. Yeah. I mean, happened. It was it was unprecedented having such a black female having a black female lead in a sci-fi franchise out of all things and she was actually a decent enough character in my true, opinion true. and she's and, still fine as hell so yeah, that, yeah. And, and they gave her that, like, but they give us some real goofy moments especially when she team up with the predator yeah. the moment I had me laughing right. is when the freaking predator right took the the xenomorph's head and took um like a a claw. <laughs> I put it onto right. this, this this spear, so basically she have a shield and a spear. I was like, "Holy yeah. shit, this is so dumb!" No, but that, that I see them running together. Like, like, explain, <laughs> right? So they explain this thing about like why is the aliens and the predators fighting, and it's Which like, "Oh no, it's like, sense it's when like, think about it." Yeah, I love that. I thought yeah. that was a decent enough premise. Premise, like, well, it's them being uh, it's just hunting. 
They hunted them. Yeah. And, and that's how you rise aliens. within your ranks. You become a, a warrior. Right. And the aliens is like ultimate aliens. prey. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, the Xenomorphs is the ultimate prey and you're hunted down. Damn goofy hell premise. Goofy as hell. But it totally worked for me. Um, it, yeah. I remember having fun with this film. It was a dumb man. movie. Do we fucking suck? Let us be clear about that. Right? <laughs> but, yeah. But um, for, well, for know, me, it's though, it's, it's, it's... Yeah. Continue. Yeah, no, it's it's just not as insulting and, and, and ridiculous as, as the previous two Indian films, in my opinion. No. Actually, kind of put us above three and four. Me, me, me too, know, actually. My book. Me too, because um, yeah. it, it knows what it is. It's goofy, it's right. silly, but for me, it's it's one of those shows you can just watch on a Saturday night when you have nothing else better to do. is like, what's on TV? Oh, AVP, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, shit, let me watch that. It's dumb, it's silly, but I, for the most part, didn't hate it. I, I did right. love it, of course, but I, you know, it, it, it's fun. It is what it is, you know, so I can't, I can't right. really argue with that. And then right. we have... But then, yeah, you but had to then... squander that. <laughs> you had to basically squander the little goodwill by bring it out. The bullshit, the utter bullshit that was Requiem. Yes, Aliens, Aliens versus Predator, versus Predator versus, you know, Requiem. Which yeah. I will say right bullshit. now, in my opinion, is one of the worst movies I have had the misfortune Stupid. of ever seen. I saw this on big screen because shipping me was like, yes, we get a rated R, yes. And I went right. and I yeah. barely remember anything. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? And I watched it yeah, recently it and I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Here, all right, yeah, this little side story, right? So on Facebook currently, um, all right, so I got inspired from this from Roger Ebert. So he has these books yeah. where he's talking about his favorite movies of all time. And then he also have like his worst movies of all time books, right? So I have this, this right. Facebook photo album where I put pictures of my best. While watching Requiem in preparation for this, I just kind of paused the show. I created this new album. I call it Bonus Movie. Yeah? And the first picture that I put right. in it was a still from yeah. Requiem. And here's the thing about that still. It was brightly lit compared to the majority of this movie because nearly everything yeah. in the show when it comes to the aliens and the predators are in freaking silhouette and shadow. You can barely see yeah. or understand what's going on. And the story is just so terrible. So, mm. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. yes, I, I like how they start off from the beginning where, you know, where the last one stopped off, where, yes, the, one of the predators got um, killed and, yes, an alien burst out. So we have this hybrid. Okay. Right. The ship crashes on Earth. The predators get wiped out. Blah 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 blah. But what gave me when I saw it again is how this lone predator who just sitting down there on his planet, la di da di da, having to pick up on the signal that hey, my brethren get killed by. So now I had to go down to Earth and find out what's going on, Jed. Nobody is nobody fucking with my team, Jed. I had to go and find them, Jed. I had to kill them. Whoever right. just killed my brethren, then I I I learned that slide out. Jump in a ship, come to Earth, realize. And he takes one of the predator's mask, puts it, puts it on, and gets his visual flashback of what happens. Like, oh, it's a, it's a pred alien now. So now I have to go and hunt this thing. But here's the catch: there are humans running up and down looking for characters, none of which I care about, and none of which you should care about. And then one particular scene, one of the characters runs away from the predator, and the predator just like grab him and skin him alive. I was like, but predator yeah, not kill supposed. That make any sense. No, 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 no. You're not supposed to kill. Humans that pose, no, that don't pose a threat. Remember the original predator? Yeah. The guys had guns right. and they pose a threat, so that's why they got wiped out. Except for, that's yeah. why the the, the, um, the villager, the, the, the chick survived. Right. So, this guy didn't even do anything. I, I don't even remember him pulling yeah. a gun at him. But all of a sudden, you just kill him and skin him up or whatever. 
And the catch is with this show, which which this is the main reason why this movie feel, feel. is primarily a fan film. It's made by these guys, the Strauss brothers. They've worked on a bunch of TV, um, well, not sorry, not TV shows, on a bunch of music videos and movies. They worked on Avatar and Titanic and stuff in the special effects department. Uh. So they were like, well, yeah, we're the biggest yeah. fans of aliens and predators. We could make this excellent movie about them together. And what you saw is just cliche after cliche. Just their versions of famous scenes from the original movies. You even have a Getty Chopper scene, which is like a slap to my face. It's like, really? Yeah. Getty Chopper? Or I just need to do this again? And yeah, one thing about this show that I just really hated. They, they had all this set up with all these characters. They even had this this Ripley knockoff, this chick who just came back from the army. I didn't care about her. I didn't care about her, her daughter. I didn't care about her... Um, her husband, and he's the only character I reckon I I I, I recognize. Cause he used to play that shapeshifter dude from um from True Blood, the guy who used to work at okay. the bar. Yeah, that was him. Sorry, the the, the sport bar, the pub, whatever the fuck the place was. Yeah, he was that guy yeah. who suddenly used to turn into um shapeshifter into animals, and he used to love. He he had a thing for Suki. But anyway, that that's right. a whole other story, right? So he got killed off real shitty as well too. Um, yeah, yeah, spo- yeah. He he looks at the windows like I don't see anything, and then the aliens come and, and kill him. That's it. Um, everything else is just characters that you don't give a shit about. Just keep dying. The aliens just there running about, and you know it really shows what made the first two aliens so great, is that because you had this these tight areas, you know this this sense of um of claustrophobia just being in these tight areas and not knowing where to go and where this car where this alien could be and now you have these aliens just running around in the open it lessens the tension it's just all oh, these characters go here and then to add further insult to injury um, the lights go out so it's all darkness and pitch black and stuff so yeah these these aliens could just jump out of nowhere and just kill people in one scene that just took me entirely out of the show this 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 was terrible like just visually yeah. graphic wise it was just terrible this yeah. random chick in a hospital about to give birth an alien see her and you know what you do he just grabs her <laughs> and bites her and basically is like puking like puking out um eggs and you just see it going down her neck i mean it was gross right. and it was nasty and it was disgusting but it was just dumb so dumb and then her chest bursts and you see like five or six um chest bursters just going Aah! you know but everything about it was just terrible. And the music was terrible. The you know, story was terrible. The yeah. characters, poorly written. I just didn't care about none of that. But like I say, if it wasn't for that show, I would not have created that Facebook photo album. Because yeah, Bonda movie trade. That was a horrible movie. Waste of time. Nobody should watch the show. But Ricardo, what yeah. are your thoughts on, on Requiem? Bullshit. Yeah, I remember, I remember this. Well, I, I didn't see it in theaters, but I remember seeing it on Lucky after, you. Lucky like, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a mess. I I didn't care. It really looked bad. I didn't care, and I remember what year that, what year that, that was. That was two thousand seven, right? Two thousand seven, yeah. That was the year Spider-Man three came out. Hmm. And Venom okay. was actually a better villain. Sorry, better alien than yeah. the aliens. Oh, yeah, and by the way, before I forget, there was like I had no idea who the protagonist was, so I say fuck it. Let the let the predator be the protagonist. Cause he's the guy doing the most right. interesting shit in the whole show. He was going around, killing aliens, right. being a badass. Yeah, sure, he didn't see much of everything that was going on. Especially in the end, when he had to square off against the Pred alien. And it's just right. darkness and rain falling on us, all that kind of stuff. And at times you're thinking the Pred alien is actually the Predator and vice versa. But yeah, the Predator right, was yeah. the star show. Everybody else, I don't care. Nobody. 
You were expendable, yeah. Right. Right. Um, yes, it's a shame. It's a shame. Damn, so, damn, damn shame. Flash forward. Flash forward to 2012. Five years. Yeah. Well, yeah, five years. Right. And we got and the surprise to... film, at least surprise to me, Prometheus, which was a surprise not right. just because it's a, a prequel to the Alien, um, Alien franchise, but also um, really Scott back in the director's chair doing a yeah. unique take in my opinion on the the alien um you know on the alien mythos just adding more to it i would not spoil yeah. it too much i really don't want to get into story here here he gets all existential he brings a lot of elements from right. um from uh blade runner especially with the character of david the android played yeah. excellently in my opinion by um by michael fassbender and this whole idea yeah, of who yeah, created who and you know this idea right. of creating life and what this life and free will and all that kind of stuff. I just right. we kind of saw you know the 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 beginnings of the xenomorph character. Where did it come from? And you right. had this this um this story arc going on where these bunch of characters go into this planet, you know, trying to um find these um the creators. I believe that's what they called. Yeah. Um. Who, the the engineers. The engineers. Sorry, the engineers. Yeah. Engineers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And. For me, well, before we get into your opinion, um, for me, the first time I saw it, I was blown away, first of all, by the visuals. I saw it in 3D. I thought yeah. that this was a uh, gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous, gorgeous looking movie. The narrative, yeah. like when I look at it again, the narrative does not hold up as much as I felt it did the first time I saw it. Like, I appreciate the fact right. that he wanted to be a little bit more existential, a little bit more intelligent, a little bit more thought-provoking with Alien, of all things. With, with, of all things. Yeah. But... I felt that the problem was, and, you know, I, I think this is just because of the expectations that, you know, a, a new Alien movie has. And you'll see that again with this one here. And, of course, with the groundwork that the, the previous Alien movies have, where at the end of the day, it's an Alien movie. So, where's the Alien? Why are we seeing all this stuff right. about about the engineers and all this kind of stuff? Come on, get to the good shit. And then when you get to the right. good shit, it's like, it, I mean, it's, it's terrifying. Yeah. It's really engaging. But at the same time, it's like, but... Come on, it, it kind of clashes a lot tonally with the with the with the pretty much the first half of the film, you know, um, which was right. kind of setting up this whole bigger world and this idea of these creatures, these aliens, pretty much, pretty much being the ones who created humans and kind of unconsciously creating the xenomorphs. So that kind of stuff. But right. the tones really clash a lot. But I mean, it's not as bad as all that. I see the effort. I, I, I appreciate the ambition that went into it. It's not a perfect movie, but I would say it's it's a good effort. So, like, I wrote a review of it before. I'll put the link to it um, below here. And I gave it a four. Now, look at it again. I'd, I'd give it a three and a half. It, just a half right. a star step down because tonally it just doesn't um, connect as well as it mm -hmm. should. But, you know, it, 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 it was a good effort. It was a good effort in terms of expanding the universe and adding a lot of thought and depth into this, this, um, this franchise. Is it right. is it needed? I I can't really say, but right, so, you know whatever. Right here's the thing. I personally really hated this movie. Um, it didn't work for me. Here's the problem. I think it's because of the hype. This right, movie had yeah. probably one of the best marketing campaigns leading up to it. Yes, uh, in my opinion. Like I love, I love the trailer of it. Um, the first absolutely brilliant. Yeah. yeah. No, they had some like brilliant stuff like that was not that was more a viral marketing campaign so yeah, they had like the david campaign and, like this apple thing yes, yes introducing yes. The, david David being this um this product yeah Buying and i was david. like dude this is so well done <laughs> yeah yeah 
yeah and they they just had all this extra like little little stuff like involving um the character elizabeth shaw and what they're going on with the with the symbols and creating this and they, they find the stuff in the cave and all of this shit and then the actual movie itself just was such a goddamn mess from a script script wise yes i agree it looked damn good you know they shoot somewhere in, in iceland or some shit so the, you know these amazing landscapes and waterfalls and whatever it is that look damn yeah. good and even the but interiors boy, look gorgeous sir. the interiors yeah, no, of the ship design, prometheus here yeah no set design and all that stuff i give them all of that right but boy this was a hot mess Jared. um script didn't make sense characters were incredibly dumb yes i mean i'm um, looking at it again they, they, they do some dumb shit they they are characters that do some, some incredibly dumb shit, dumb and shit. As usual with Ridley Scott, you have with Ridley Scott, you know, he has a a, 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 a track record of, of director's cut. You know, you, you, yes. the director's cut, don't trust that. You're going to get a director's cut. And in many cases, yeah, I agree. You know, the, the, the director's cut is almost always better. Kingdom of Heaven is probably the most extreme example of that. Um, but this movie, the director's cut already helped the movie. It was just a mess still. Like, they have this one part in particular that was just so goddamn dumb where they spend a bunch of time explaining like they're mapping out the place they had a map out the place with these map device things you right, know right right and then like less than 15 minutes later the same characters lost for some reason I'm like wait what happened to the whole map thing did explain that well, well, i, I don't remember the them explaining i haven't seen i i have seen the theatrical got twice so um, i don't know this is news to me actually this is kind of silly yeah <laughs> I, I i don't know i don't know if they, they like i take a sneeze or i was like not paying attention did they explain why these characters get lost and then they have characters sticking their head in places they shouldn't, where you're seeing yeah. this weird alien snake thing. Like, like the two guys like, who oh, saw the God. alien snake thing, is like, oh, look at that, it's so yeah. cute. And yeah, then, of like, course, like, the fucking thing goes on your face, like, ah! Like, um, yeah, you know, and it's, it's real goddamn dumb. It's really goddamn dumb. This one was, re- it was so stupid. And then, um, Charlie's Theron and this couldn't decide to take a left turn, so the big rolling thing rolled on her. Yeah, that was And then they had a big reveal, which is uh, Raylan is alive all this time. And I was like, all right. And then that didn't go anywhere. And no, that was no. stupid. Yeah. And then they decided to do the ending. It's like, all right, well, we're going to look for the engineers. You know, Shaw and David Shaw, Shaw survived. And David, yeah. Well, David. Well, well, David kind of ripped to pieces or whatever. But yeah, right. they, they do go it, This was such a goddamn letdown. It was so stupid. Uh, movie didn't work. Why are people who are defending it? A lot of yeah. people defended it, and I, I'm not one of them clearly. But yeah, well, well, it just me, didn't work. It yeah, was for, for me. I, I like I said, I, I think it works in just expanding this universe a little bit more because what really said um, is what he wanted to do. He wanted to tell a new story, but he just used quote unquote strands of DNA from aliens. So right. in in a way, it feels like alien, especially near the end. But in its way, right. it's its own thing, and I get that. But and I'll get to that well, same thing here with Covenant where it's like at the end of the day you right. still have to fall back on the fact that yes at the end of the day it's an alien movie so alienisms right. you know give us the alienisms you know right and that's, that's right and that's exactly. the end and, uh, of for me. me just felt to me like here's the alienisms right. folks if you find that everything else was boring and you know head up his own ass here's the ending uh, see right. alien so, huh right so in exactly so that's why I was so disappointed because the script was so dumb like again all of the, the existential polit- um, metaphysical stuff is fine, right? Especially Shaw's character. I like her character. Her character yeah, yeah, me, was actually me too, pretty me too. decent. I, I like her, her, you know, her and, character arc. And they, give, right, and they give her character some kind of thematic weight. It's like, oh, she captured her, but, you know, they do the children thing. Like, the scene that was supposed to be the big shocking scene 
which didn't really, which kind of fell flat, but it was still a decent scene. Whereas, well, she had the, the alien baby in her, right? Yeah. First time I saw that, 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 that was some creepy shit, though. Yeah, it's a pretty good scene where she had to, she basically had to give herself a, a C-section slash yeah, abortion. Yeah, and then kind of her on. stomach back. Jeez. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Now, they could have made that scene so much deeper if they wanted, and that's the problem. The movie just needed polish. I just so so unpolished in so many ways. Like, to me, if they had a human baby come out of her, that would have been pretty goddamn amazing. Like, if it was a human baby, but that was a hybrid, so yeah. it looked more human than alien. So instead of just this alien squid monster thing, didn't care. Yeah, but, but I, thought that, I thought monsters. that the setup with her and her boyfriend wasn't done well. Because there's this moment where they are right. and then it's like, oh, well, sorry, I didn't bring up that. Wait, did I bring up that thing about kids? And then he just kind of resolved right. where they have sex, and then, lo and behold, um, you know, that's when David comes up to the guy. Is like, well, yeah, did um, you you oh sorry, comes up to um to show. It's like, yeah, you're pregnant. It's like, how is this possible? Yeah, you know that setup was I find was really really sloppy. It, you know, it was just an excuse yeah, not, yeah, it for was them really to sloppy. sleep together, and then she gives birth. Right. And blah blah blah. Yeah, right, right. It was, it didn't work. Um, uh, the guys at RLM has a like they have a really funny video involving basically just asking a bunch of questions. What's the point of the black goo? Because it was just a bunch of unanswered questions. Uh, by the way, it was written by Damon Lindelof. Big fucking surprise. Wow. Right? Okay. Mr. Lost himself. Yeah. Even though he writes in a show I like, but this show is based on a book anyway, so I don't expect him to like add anything, which is he right. He part of the leftovers. Um, and I enjoy the leftovers, even though I expect that show to go Lost Direction bullshit. Um, yeah. You know, set up a bunch of shit and I have no payoff. That is Damon Lindelof for you in, in a nutshell. Um, <laughs> wow. You can't, you can't so do it just that, though. Yeah. yeah. So with with Prometheus, and then they had the goal to end Prometheus by not even answering a set of questions. Like, well, we'll answer it in the next film. Yeah. A bunch of questions. And, 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 and at first, you. at first though, um, and well, well, all right. So Roger Ebert mentioned this in his review where he actually appreciated the fact he had this. He, he, yeah. He he, he kind of criticized the fact that yes, there were some questions that were left unanswered, but it kind of adds to the to you know the sci-fi vibe of it. Sorry, the kind of. Right. existential vibe of it like see like how Blade Runner right. was where it didn't answer right. questions but you still go back to it wanting to learn more and you no, pick up with, a little bit more that kind yeah, of thing exactly. but still I know yeah, but with mean. Blade you, Runner, you wish that you got some answers to these really hard questions that the, the, the um, that Prometheus asked her you know right but that's the problem I see with people like Lindelof is that Lindelof does write a first episode of a series you know of a season you know yeah. instead of answering the question it's like you you know, no, you're not supposed to be part of this have a complete story and then do a little tread here or there to expand right right, right, right. blade runner worked because blade runner was its own story you yes. had about you know you had deckard you had to find the thing you had to find this person you had to get to rodger rodger house character i forget because i was also getting him and yeah yeah they, they had an arc they had an arc right this had no arc it was an arc and a peak and then it didn't end yeah, it didn't it, come it, down it just pause for pause for, for, for the sequel. Shit. yeah yeah, I um, was I was massively disappointed in this movie. Um, I hated it. Uh, right. None of very little bit. Made I I like I say I appreciate the yeah. effort. I liked it at the time, but um, you know, just looking back at it now, I do see the flaws, especially with his narrative. It doesn't hold up as much as all that, but I would say it was right. much one of the more better. It was it's actually one of the better efforts in terms of do, telling uh, a, a new alien story. Like to me, this is right. what Alien Tree was trying to do, but it just failed right. miserably because of fucks and bullshit. Now, 
Which yeah, leads yeah. us you... now to Alien Covenant. Um, Covenant. Yeah, just yes. want to run through this story because I've been running through <laughs> stories. All right. Of so, so what's what's Covenant this, about? This ship. So the ship. This, they want to go to the a planet, uh, big colony ship, uh, yes. starring you know well, that the, guy the colony from ship of well called the Covenant. Yes. So Covenant. Yeah. Yeah. Has a bunch of um. Yeah. Has a bunch of um, humans there and just looking yeah. for this planet to you know hospitable planet. Continue. Right. Yeah. Um, character called Daniels. She's introducing the storyline. Basically, well, not Daniel. Sorry. You see another uh, Michael Fassbender playing Walter. Yes. Another right, android same face, everything. But he right. has a sudden accent, right. though. <laughs> Compared to well, the okay, British so accent that he get, had. I kind of get what he was doing doing with that because the idea was that he was, I think, he mimicking Lance Hendrickson a little bit. Oh, you mean from I kind of um, got from, that from. Um, from aliens, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. I kind of was, that was the, the logic. Like, I was like, why are you songing so weird now? I, I was like, oh, wait, songing kind of like that or follow the weather. I, um, well, well, just, well, just uh, to talk about that for a bit, um, what I thought is because, um, because the majority of the characters in, um, the, the characters in Covenant are American, I assume they just wanted right. an American sounding character so they would, they would, they Voice, would feel, right. okay, yeah, so you'll, you'll, Kind of blending, uh, be normal, quote unquote, with the with the other characters, as opposed yeah. to I'm yeah, British and I know everything. You know that kind of thing that right. um, Prometheus did. Yeah, but you got to But and then the movie opens. Uh, I thought this was a pretty decent opening, which with with David. Um, yes. So you get to see David's origin. Yeah. Um, so, with, with a younger um, Peter Whelan, who was played last yeah. time by um, Guy Pearce. I Guy, believe Guy he plays him here in this one year. Yeah, I, I actually <laughs> love this, this. Yeah, young guy Pierce. Sorry, I actually love this. This. Oh, that's another thing I hated about. That's another thing that pissed me off about Prometheus. Old well, guy oh, Pierce, that makeup Pierce. was so fucking shit. Yeah, the old guy Pierce, he makeup. Holy yeah. crap! How they could fuck up makeup so badly? I, I, I can't like, that's remember some of the worst he, makeup well, I've ever seen. I, I can't remember the history behind. Like, I think they had an old guy in cast or somebody else they had, and they just figured. Yeah, hey, they, let's, should let's, add, they should add cast an old guy. Yeah, they said, hey, let's add prosthetics. On Guy Pierce, yeah, it was terrible. Hey. Like, yeah, it was terrible. Like I, I don't understand the decision process behind it. What, what he's trying to live forever, so he's trying to so he could stay looking young. It was just looking terrible. Yeah, however, right. but, 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 um, um, anyway, back to Covenant. Mm-hmm. So Covenant, so basically the ship, um, they was going through like cycle routines. They are about seven years away from the planet they wanted to go to, and then they get hit from some solar event. I forget what it was. It's like a pulsar or some shit like that. These sort of pulsars happen randomly. Like that, I, I think it was. Yeah. I forget what it was. Yeah, yeah it's, it's something akin to like a coronal mass ejection, but bigger. But it's like a pulsar pulsing out. Pulsars right. is pulse, right? Right, right, right. Pulsars gonna pulse, and they get hit. Ship get damaged badly. A bunch of people die, hmm. and they had to fix this problem. As well. Right, Captain Dave. Yeah, James Franco was in it. Yeah, that was yeah. Kind of little funny cameo. Mm-hmm. Um, he so this girl Danielle, she wakes up. She she's like she's the star. She's the new Ripley, basically. You know, once you have a shorty and a tank top, your action girl. Yeah. Anyway, so she comes through, and then basically what happens is that they get, while repairing the ship, they say, okay, um, the, they see a planet. Planet hospitable. Decide to go down, right? Against better judgment, of course. I, I, I know, I know. Uh, Listen to the female characters when they say, I don't think that's right. a good idea. Listen. But anyway. And basically, <laughs> so they learn. And then they get they get attacked from some aliens, well alien type creatures, and then they you meet a new character, and then the story builds from there. They meet a they meet a character who is from Prometheus, and they learn, oh, this planet is something, something important. Yeah. And right. So it's unclear what what 
exactly happened, but basically you learn about David, what David was up to in the last 10 years, 10 years passed from since the events of Prometheus. Mm-hmm. And they start getting into shenanigans and they get into the whole story about they show David versus Walter, which basically had a kind of data versus law thing. If anybody knows who data and law is of from course, Star Trek yeah. TNG, so you have to slip in with Star Trek TNG knowledge. And of it course. was basically that. It was the evil robot versus the good robot. Yes. And they get into that arc. Right. So you could just kind of start off with that whole good versus evil robot thing. Um, one thing that I do praise well, the film for is the performance, the dual performance, I should say, by uh, Michael Fassbender. I, I thought that was yeah. um, pretty interesting. Unexpected for me. I, I didn't see that one coming. But the way how they played it out, right. I thought was was decent. There is one shot and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll just show you enough here. Where is this, this, this simulated long take where the camera kind of yeah. does a 180 so you're seeing um, from one right. side view from right, some one from one front view of uh, Walter to a front view so, of, so um, David. of David and back and forth I was like oh you're the, yeah. the bastards so they off here okay that was cool what right. they do with that relationship afterwards is kind of sketchy but you know right. maybe we'll talk about that just now but continue yeah yeah no right so they basically get into the idea of well you know when somebody has too much time on their hands what happens and so <laughs> the guy, if you remember, RLM does a run through of Alien and he had a whole joke about is, is David a secret asshole? <laughs> Remember <laughs> he made that joke? Yeah. That's basically what it was. That it, so they get into the idea of, of freedom and it's a lot of heavy teams that kind of work. Yeah. But and, the problem and they is carry that over it from, ha- from, um, from Prometheus very well. For the most Somewhat. part. For the most part. Because, no, because we are, we got, here's the thing. Even though Prometheus build up a lot of things, they kind of didn't answer the, any questions. Right. Because they kind of answer questions and they decide to do their own thing with their own script. Because yes. they say, all right, well, we, we, we can't be too heady. The fans kind of hated the whole heady thing. But we had to keep the heady but make it still visceral. Yeah. Um, well, we had we to keep the heady because it's really Scott. I'm going to give them a quick initial review. Uh, this movie was better than expected. Um, but ultimately, it felt pointless. It doesn't really help with law or mythos in any way when you think about it. This is not an alien trilogy. It's more the David trilogy. Right, it's the David trilogy because basically they're gonna follow up. Well, at the end, there's a big spoiler at the end of this involving David. Mm-hmm. Whatever, right? Um, and I'm gonna just get into the fact that the, the Alien franchise never needed law mythos building in the first place at all. Because that's the problem with, with 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 Prometheus. Prometheus just shit shit the bed when it comes to that world building because I didn't give a fuck about the the um the engineers. And yeah, apparently they don't give a fuck about the engineers too because they decided to just wipe that whole slate with that with that whole thing. And I hated that. Um, the movie had a lot of good, but it had a lot of dumb moments, like really dumb moments, like real typical cliche bullshit moments. But but it more felt like oversights on the script from the script writing more than anything. And I'll say a lot of the foreshadowing, foreshadowing in the film felt too obvious. You, you saw a lot of the, the supposed twists coming. Um, but ultimately, as as usual with Ridley Scott, um, I'm waiting for a better edit, you know, to come down the pipeline some down, somewhere. Like I'm waiting for an edit. You know, much like another Ridley Scott movies, they say, all right, a theatrical cut that make things... It just doesn't gel together the way it should have. I didn't hate this movie, but it just played to the beats of Alien fans just to keep me smiling for a while. You know, I was using my popcorn, laughing at, you know, um, laughing at some of the obvious dumb moments that the characters died. And then the action at the end was pretty badass. I actually enjoyed some of the xenomorph action. It's cool. But boy, it was pointless. This movie didn't need to exist. Seriously. I tell it I, in my opinion. Right. It did not need to exist because it didn't follow up on the on the on the and then dedicated the Prometheus stuff. They didn't really follow up on it. They just decided like, oh well, this is what happening now. 
kind of 10 years past and they didn't really explain anything maybe they're probably going to explain to the third one and well wherever the sequel to this is going to be because well you know you know you see what happened with the ending right yeah because of course we're getting a sequel because hollywood uh right yeah um, right well all right, so well can you sir go ahead okay all right yeah, so no, you I'll, go ahead. I'll, I'll jump into my thoughts right so this to me is a tough show to really talk about right because like I say, there was there, there, there was stuff that I really liked about Prometheus, right? And yeah. I was glad that we were going to get a sequel. Like, when I saw the first trailer for this Christmas morning, real bloody and R-rated and red band trailer stuff, I was like, yes, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. we're getting that now. Yeah, it's Fine. Yeah. And, you know, for me, at the first time when I saw that, I was like, all right, well, clearly this is for the people who felt like like you said that Prometheus was too heady too boring too dull not going anywhere right so that's cool yeah. but I really one thing that I really appreciate this film here is that it did not go full alien right it did branch over <laughs> from Prometheus it did that do. I'll, I'll get to that it, it did branch over right. some of the teams from Prometheus um, the whole idea of creation of life and who, you know who creates who and who's you know this god complex kind of thing they explore yeah. it a little bit more in terms of David's character and, you know, that character change that they do, I thought was pretty interesting. It caught me off guard, but how they pull it off was really well done. And, you know, that that much has to do with the great performance, I would say, from Ma- Michael Fassbender. Once again, he knocks out the park here. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty good at this. You know, yeah. playing this pretty much immoral character who could either be good or bad or trustworthy or untrustworthy. Um, untrustworthy. But... If I could just be honest here, I felt like overall in the final product, I didn't get enough alienness in it. And that's just because of how yeah. the trailer was set up. Like, right. you see the trailers for these and you're expecting this full tilt kind of bloody, no holds bad horror flick, right? Fine. Going back to the old film and of course Ridley Scott's name on it, fine, no problem. So I was just, I was surprised from the opening, which I still really appreciate, where we still got that um, that um, that Prometheus stuff from the first film. You know, not just in the beautiful cinematography, but just also yeah. in the teams and what was set up as well. I I was, I was really surprised and I was glad and I was appreciative of that. But the alien stuff that we do get here, for me, I mean, while it was fun to look at in a dumb popcorn movie kind of way. It was still kind of right. generic. It was still basic. It was still dumb characters doing dumb shit because fuck you is an alien movie. That's yeah, why. I, and yeah, I that's, just, that's it, the thing it's I was... just like, I'd, it's funny, you know, because like, I'd, I don't know. Like you would think in this far ahead in the franchise, right? You would think that characters now won't be the same idiots that were in the previous films. But hey, we're doing the same thing again. We're going into dark right. corners by ourselves. We're going into showers. Where this, um, and we say, we'll be right back or whatever. We're, yeah. We're running in. It was dumb. Haphazard into, into places that we know we shouldn't go into because we don't know where the threat is. We're running in because we had to save somebody and then you get attacked. And it's all these things that we've seen before, not just in alien films, but in similar films. Similar films, not just in yeah. sci-fi, but in <laughs> yeah, horror. So I, I do just... This, Cliche, 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 all over and, again. Yeah, as I'll say, uh, for me, the problem with this is, again, it had a lot of good in this, eh? Yeah, like, yeah like it, it does o- have good. I'll, I'll talk about the good. Yeah. The opening sequence where the guy got... No, here's the thing. It had a lot of good in this, but the problem is that the, the plot and the plotting and the structure, the plot's so goddamn dumb when you think about it. Um, That's the problem. You, you couldn't take it to. It's like, again, I, I kind of want to compare it to Batman v Superman in that way, where... 
oh, have a lot of good to shit. Itself too seriously. No, no, it's not. It's not so much take itself too seriously. Is that the justification for this? This I'm seeing a cool thing on screen, right? Right. But the reason for that cool thing is so goddamn stupid that I couldn't take that seriously. So like, the, 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 there's a really great to me. The, one of the early sequences, the guy who got the air, the infect, infection in his ear. Yeah, I'll, right? I'll, I'll talk about that infection um in a bit. But continue. I I really like that sequence. It's a kick-ass sequence. The little alien comes out, and she was locked in the locker in the, in the thing, and the alien, little tiny little white alien, moving about, and she can scratch up and. Love that sequence. Yeah, that, that, but, that was that was excellent actually. In terms of yeah, but then when you think about you know, when you think about the reason tactic. of why that happened, when you think about the reason of why that happened, it's like yeah, these characters kind of retarded though. Yeah. Like why? Yeah, this don't make any sense, and they, they just had self exposed and nothing making any sense. And like why does it do do this? And everybody just not making good decisions, and they're not as dumb as Prometheus. I'll admit, not as dumb as Prometheus. Right, right. But right. still I pretty dumb. That much, yeah. Um, still wait. pretty dumb. Yeah, but um, that, that thing with the infection, what I liked about that, um, and the funny thing is, is that when I watched over Prometheus, especially that intro, that one that I know yeah. baffled a lot of people when they first saw it, when I watched it again, I picked up on it a little bit, like what was going on, but then when I saw the actual infection, I was like, okay, now it makes sense. Because primarily, right. it's like the, the, the same planet or a similar planet, I assume it's the same planet that the... Um, that the engineer was on in the beginning because of you know the cinematography and the you know just the the, the outdoor stuff that, that you do see right right but then they introduce right. this whole new race of characters and you know david's involved with them and i find that that was rushed i wanted more out of it because the way how that setup came about and ended i'm not gonna spoil well, it but all i'll just say it's kind of like well how come they didn't turn into aliens but then I want to tick about right, again. No, well, like, um, okay, yeah, but still, that didn't make any sense to me. aliens, you know what I mean? Right. That, yeah. that little thing wasn't developed properly, I find. Um, the whole thing with David and his his um, his character arc, I thought was well done. Right. Um, there were yeah. a few moments with it with, which kind of came off awkward. One scene in particular involving David and Walter. When I saw right. it in cinema, there was a guy, like an old fella, he stood like a robot in front of me, and he was like, yeah, of course, you're going to have you. Yeah, of course, you're going to have you. And some people just giggle and laugh. I was like, right. okay, well, they tried no, something different. They, well, they tried something, but no, I know they had to do. Yeah. I know, yeah, I know they had to do some creepy shit like that, so yeah. you're going to see it kind of coming. But, um, but what was and again, that, and yeah. again, right? But here was yeah, here was say about that scene though. What I picked up from it when I was thinking about it, why it was running through my mind, I was thinking Blade Runner. When Ruger Hoyer right. meets his maker, kisses him, that kind of Judas kiss. And, you know, right. it's like, I want more right. like father, that kind of... Like, I get that. It's like, right. you, you kiss why, your father and then you kill yeah. him. I get that vibe now. Right. But the way how they pull right. that off in, in, in Covenant, yeah. Right. And just, yeah, just set up a little bit. It, it was just too creepy. Um, right. Yeah, some characters I... do some incredibly dumb shit. Like like Billy Crudup. Like, Billy Crudup right. does well, one of the dumb dumbest story. things... Yeah. Like ever in alien history, but like I hate it. Why I hate this character. Do that shit, yeah, I hate this character. You're supposed to be smarter than that, though. Everybody's supposed to be smart, yeah. even right down to to Jesse Smollett, who you may know as um as uh, uh Jamal from um Empire, which I actually enjoy. I I actually watch that yeah. show unashamedly. Yeah, right, you know? right. But he had he had he had a great scene. That's all I'll say. But yeah, you know, it's right. just these characters that you wish had better had some common sense. Um, yeah. 
But I thought like acting wise, if I could just get into that into a bit before we get back to you, I thought the acting for the most part was good. Um, not just Michael from Michael Fassbender, but Catherine Watterson who plays the lead, I guess. Yeah. Danny McBride surprised me, Drake. Like, I yeah, he was, he was good be, in like, this. Yeah. Cracking jokes, but he was like real serious and yeah, you know, I like this character. Yeah. Um, Billy Crudup was fine until he do that 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 shit in the end. I was like. Oh Dude, God, nah, bro, that man. pissed me off. Nah, man. Nah, fucking nah, man. Nah, nah, I watched it and I was like, no, I just, I just crack it up. Do that. I was like, oh, they can't be serious with this. In 2017, y'all can't be making an alien movie with yeah. like that shit. Can't be doing that. Man. No, can't be no, doing no, that. no, 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 no. Well, whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, that that, yeah, that no, guest appearance by James Franco was was alright. Yeah, that but then again, the thing is, is because I did not follow the viral marketing, so I didn't see those little clips that were out on YouTube, which I thought I should have because that would have made me really care about the characters a lot more Instead right just I, saw, I saw one of those clips yeah, I saw one of those clips yeah, yeah. but I heard those were really I saw good in terms clips. of establishing character but I just wish that I yeah. did then yeah. maybe I would have cared a lot more about those characters but right see yeah, and I agree with you there. right but yeah you were saying yeah as I say it's a shame that they had so much good in this because it had so much bad in it too and I was like yeah they mix up a bunch of stuff the actual alien content stuff like when it was actually taken on the xenomorph at the end love it I thought yeah, that was yeah, great yeah I love it um, that was a great again it was pointless and kind of dumb, and it didn't make any sense. Um, um, but, I, I have but, but no idea what they're gonna do. With t- that tiny bit though. Um, so in we in the way of, in how they were kind of balancing the tunes, it's always like, okay, this scene is Prometheus, then this scene is Eden, then this scene is Eden, then this scene is Eden. Yeah. So the way how it kind of like uh, the the third act, I felt the tonally was just all over the place because I was like, okay, yeah. the alien stuff done. All right, so we back to Prometheus then, and then we get some more yeah. alien stuff, and then it done. And then it's like, okay, so we got to end like Alien. No, it kind of ends like Prometheus. You know what I mean? Right. Just that kind of, ba- that's that balancing out of finding work. In other words, some moments felt like it's a Prometheus movie. And then other moments felt like a basic Alien movie. That's how I felt, especially in the third act. So, yeah, I, I was I was underwhelmed by the third act, especially with the ending, which, yeah, I could have seen a mile away. And it's just because of one specific cut Shut at that particular yeah. scene. Yeah, kind of sold yeah. it for me. Cut, I didn't pick up on this, so at first, but, but the thing is, is that my friend who was so now with me, he was like, I, ha- I have a feeling this is going to happen. You know? I was like, no, no, no. You're not no, really no. going to do that, when right? It, and no, then in the end, it's like, problem with it, oh, fuck, they actually do that. Uh, the problem with that. it is that when you, the problem with it is that you, you know, I, it was, it, the foreshadowing was horrible. It was a bad edit. As I say, a better edit will make it work. And then they, 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 they point to something that was in Prometheus. They're like, oh, well, that's obvious foreshadow too. Um, with the little bird thing there. Yeah. So, in, in the water now. So I was like, all right, well, obvious derp. Like, they're going to do this again. All right, no problem. Right. I don't know why that was there because, like, what David was carrying that wrong the entire time, whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, but, but, um, and but okay, continue, as I say, sorry. this didn't gel together. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give my rating now. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, give, didn't give, gel by, together. By it should have. Right. I'll give this, I'll still give this a movie tongue because I enjoyed right. it. I had fair. fun. Um, and I, I enjoyed it, but it, 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 when you think about it from a law building perspective, it's real goddamn dumb. And I'm going to lose points over time in my head. Eh? More and more I think about it. And if I watch it over again, I'll probably hate it more than my drop. So, so far in my head, I'll average it off as a, I'll say a low movie tongue. Um, because it had a lot of good in it in terms of the action. And, and again, set design and production value and a lot of the ship, ship stuff in the beginning, especially, was great. Love that. But then the, the, so much of the plot didn't make any goddamn sense. It was so stupid. A lot of the, the mysteries and, and mystery thing didn't really uh, resolve itself. Because I didn't really follow from. I hate from Prometheus and I hated that. And they, they well, they off-panel another characters and we know that. 
but they didn't really explain what exactly happened to her personally and it's like uh, okay yeah yeah leave it up I'll, to I'll, I'll let down by that to be honest <laughs> i was really let down by that right so i didn't hate this but i still on the fence about it uh whoever else right. i still well, give well, it a little well, movie well, okay so i i will see yeah. this in clues right if there's one point in the franchise where you know the question is yeah where exactly we going here now why are we still making these movies now um uh, should we just stop here or should we just yeah. continue doing this because we still have people that love alien and we still have people that will defend prometheus it's alien Covenant. right this is this is the moment where it's like yeah um all the other to kind of rapture up now and i'm not saying this because yeah. of age because just imagine this thing started in 1979 right and we have now reached yeah. 2017 and you still try to figure out which direction is going to go, you know? Yeah. Um, and I and I appreciate it, like I said again, I appreciate the effort that Prometheus made. It wasn't it wasn't yeah. executed perfectly, but I appreciate the effort. And I like how this film kind of bridges that gap pretty much between their two alien territory, which, when you think about it, could kind of neatly set up, if done well, you know the first alien, which I hope they will do with a which final film. Which you don't need film. to do. But you don't need yeah, to fucking exactly, do that. Exactly. Who cares? But right, that's yeah. the thing. At this moment uh, here, well, now well. it's kind of like, but you know, you're just adding more upon more, more upon bullshit. more upon more on a story which is just supposed to be the crew right. of the spaceship sent by a corporation yeah. to go to a planet and right. an alien. It's just adding right. more and more and more, and you don't need that. That's yeah. the thing. All that bullshit here. Yeah. You know, like really from a technical perspective it's excellent it's well done yeah that you know jesse production yeah. design and the visual effects and you're seeing these you know morphs again we're seeing on big screen but here it's like yeah you could tell it's 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 clearly running out of juice it just needs you don't even think it, i don't even think it needs anything else it just needs to kind of end but you know because it's hollywood and because it's really scott you know you kind of want to end things off on a high note so I don't know if you're gonna get a next one after this, but I hope, dear God, if we do, let be the last one. Let this franchise just kind of end. Yeah. Let me just move on. If you want to do a spin-off, fine, but let be a little bit more competent. Do 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 AVP shit. Oh, sorry, AVP requiem shit. No. Please don't do that. Right. But just 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 this alien thing. It's getting old. It's getting tired, and it yeah. shows. I'm sorry. You you can yeah. bring out your best talent. You can bring out your best cinematography. Because once again, cinematography at point best music at all you could hark it back to to jerry goldsmith which this score did and i have to give props for that but still once again right same all same all and i was disappointed that I, f- I really wanted to do something a little bit different and yeah just offer what the trailers really gave me like what i was hoping for i was expecting more 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 trills but more scares unfortunately i didn't get that right you got moments where it kind of got bogged down where it was trying to be all existential and I mean, I, I get where it was coming from, but I imagine these women's just boring shit out of a lot of people. Like, some people are actually, like, right now saying that, yeah, Alien Covenant was boring, you know? But I, I, right. I can't blame them. But, you know, no, when no, they, I don't when, the way so. how the uh, trailers were, like, you know, you want to see the visceral horror, which, you know, we got to an extent in the first movie. I mean, it wasn't overly bloody. And this one actually amps up the blood in ways I didn't expect. Yeah, it's pretty, but still, pretty, gro- yeah, pretty gory, actually. Yeah, yeah, shockingly gory at some point, but to me, still yeah. at this point in time, I mean, I tried it with Prometheus. At least try to give me something a little different. And they're just the same idiots land on a planet, 
answering some distress signal and you know they come back on board and one of them is infected and somebody else is infected you've seen this before you know so imagine like binging these movies now from prometheus go up you're gonna watch two versions of the same movie one of which is the original right. alien come on but all that aside though i did not come out of it hating it i right. enjoyed it for what it was i mean it wasn't terrible but once again it just could have been way better than it could have been in my opinion so um for me i would give this a very light three and a half out of five stars i i still see it's worth right. checking out um, especially if you liked Prometheus, you would appreciate the direction where um, it's going. And hopefully, like I say, with the upcoming movie, I have a feeling it'll be a next one, especially with how this one ends, that hopefully yeah. we'll, this will be the final one. I'm really hoping that it is. So that way we could see where, how it leads into the original film. But like I well, said, so once again, kind of wanted more, man. I kind of wanted more Alien, you know, but... I would say it's more fifty percent Prometheus, fifty percent Alien, uh, as compared yeah. to the last film, which was seventy five percent Prometheus and twenty five percent Alien, in my opinion. But I kind of wanted more, man. You know, but still, like I say, it is what it is. Um, if you if you care to see it, go see it. But if you will, if you didn't like Prometheus at all, if you just kind of give up or you just kind of don't care about the Alien franchise anymore, you think the yeah. first two movies still hold up and everything after that is just you know don't make any sense then yeah skip it or wait for it to come out on home media or maybe a director's cut although between you and me ricardo i doubt it but who knows it's really scott maybe we might get a director's cut maybe right. be better than what we saw here right who knows we'll see yeah see all right all right yeah, that's it. so that's pretty much about it so ricardo man where can we find you online dude um post r-m-e-d-y that is at rmedy on twitter and then you could just type in my name, Ricardo Medina, on Facebook, and you could find me there. All right. You could also find me on Twitter, too. Just look for Legally Black MJP. MJP are in capital letters. You could also find me on Facebook. Just look for my name, Machibili, as well as a Legally Black official fan base where you find a link to this podcast here, as well as the others that we've done before. Um, like I said before, I will include the written review that I did for uh, Prometheus back when it came out in 2012, I believe it was. Yeah. So, you know, check it out. Yeah. My views have changed slightly from it, but pretty much what I felt back then still holds up, you know. But um, and feel free to share your thoughts on the Alien franchise and you know where it's going now. You know this this <laughs> this deep abyss that it doesn't seem to know. Like 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 I said before, it's like they have the navigation, they know where they're going, but when they actually you know lift off, it's like they get lost again. And I feel that's where the yeah. franchise is. It lost right now. It trying to figure out what it's trying to be like it want to pander to the fans now so that's why covenant is the way it is but you still want it to be like um like like prometheus because really it's got you know but still right this it, it, i mean if we had to get one more movie just give me one more and just end it just just end and and move on you know what i mean give me give right. me gladiator 2 or black hawk down 2 but oh gosh man not another another alien movie please you know what i mean just see see cool all right so all right. stuff to look forward to before we leave um pirates of the caribbean 5 um dead right. man tell no tales sorry dead man t- right. tell no tales yeah right so um like we did before like we did here with the alien franchise we're gonna be recapping yeah, the, the, the the pirates franchise because why not you know um i still think the first right. one holds up the second and third wasn't really blown away by them i, I felt just personally that they were they were just way too convoluted for their own good you know sequelitis 
and the fourth one I just generally forgot because I just didn't care for it. But I'll rewatch all those, so you know we'll share our thoughts on that. Um, I hope that you right. do the same thing, Ricardo. Well, I don't know if you'll watch all four, but maybe I would recommend you. And check I, out the I remember. Part. Yeah, I, I saw the, I, I saw them out. I watched it I watched the fourth one recently, actually. I read sometime last week just to recap what the hell this was about. Right. right. Um, so that's about it. So, uh, well, right. Uh, um, yeah, those are really forgettable. Too. Other stuff to look forward to is um, Be Watch, <laughs> which uh, right. looks so yeah, we can incredibly talk about yeah. dumb. I'll pro- I'll very, probably go very, see very it, yeah. dumb, but I still want to see it because I do enjoy it. Right. That's all. Um, and of course, uh, Wonder Woman, which coming, I yeah. still have not high expectations, well, we'll but out. I really want this thing to be a success. Right. Not just yeah. commercially. Okay, you know, DC movies still make money, even though they, they yeah. you know, like the last two, generally terrible. They still make money, but why to be a critical success? Why, I mean, so it's an origin story. Do they can't mess up origin story? Or can you? Yeah, that <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, we'll yeah. find out. You'll find cool. out. All right, so that's pretty right, much that's it. About I think I can't think of anything else right now off the top of my head. Um, yeah, neither can I. Neither, neither can I, sorry. I just continue a bunch of TV shows I like, leftovers going on, still, kick, still kicking all of the ass for me. Um, and Handmaid's Tale is excellent in, so far, in my opinion. Right. So, um, we'll oh probably yes. talk about this one. Eh? Yes. Um, finally, 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 at the time of this recording, Twin Peaks. Yes. Season premiere. Right. Showtime. I, because right. I that. actually sat through the two seasons of um, Twin Peaks from the early 90s, and that terrible, Animal. terrible, terrible movie, Firewalk With Me, which you'll we'll talk Firewalk about me, yeah. in the near future. Um, I, right. I will actually wait for these episodes and, you know, when the season is done, I'll just watch them out. Okay, you know, it's David Lynch. He had to focus on any and everything. Right. I, it, personally, you can't watch these things, like, every week. You'll just lose out on things. I had to binge it. And once we do, or once I do, I know, well, I hope that you take the effort, make the effort, sorry, to, to do so too. We'll, we'll have a review for that. Yeah. yeah. All right. right so sure. That's pretty much about it. So once again, guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever this is. This was much be the end. Gaudo Medina. And we are signing off from another episode of BSB Melee. So take care. Until the next one. Take care, guys. Later. Peace. Peace. Yeah.